I always say every year, and I'll continue to say it, is the best committee in ACB. Uh, our committee members are Leslie Spoon, Dan Dillon, Robert Spangler, Linda Allison, Melvin Smith, Katie Frederick, uh, and President Dan Spoon is on just about every call, which we appreciate that. Our officer liaison, David Trott, and our new staff person, Tony Stevens, has been on every call since he came aboard. Uh, so we thank them for their dedication. So um, stay tuned for quite a wild ride here for the next 45 minutes. Uh, are we ready, Mr. Tony Stevens, for the walk song and for the real walk to begin? Or do I need to talk more? <laughs> Almost are. Talk a little bit more. I'm so sorry. I, I can do that. I, am, I have never been short on words. <laughs> a good so teacher after you are. <laughs> uh, let me just fill everyone in. So after the, the walk song, then we're going to have an unusual send off by our president. Um, and then I've got, um, Tony doesn't know this yet, but I've, I've got a spiel to talk about as the horses gallop around the track. Um, but after that, then we, we have, we will take you on a walking tour from the atlantic ocean to the pacific ocean okay uh um, you know you you might be walking in your rocking chair or you know whatever you might be doing but uh you're going to be walking with us from florida to california and places in between so tell me when we're ready <laughs> uh so while they're getting ready, Donna, um, we're down here getting ready for the getting ready for the start. We're at the we're at the uh, starting line. Oh, okay. We're so getting we all ready? revved up. All right, all right. Um, are we gonna play the walk song first? Or most certainly, or yeah. All right, yeah. So, are we ready for? So that? tell us, tell us a little bit about the walk. How 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 are we doing? Well, I will. So oh, you all right? I. Just looked, I don't know, about a half hour ago, and we're over seventy-seven thousand dollars. That's uh, great. And and I know there's more coming in because I know I have more myself to turn in, and, and I'm sure others do. Uh, it is not too late to join the walk. I am so thrilled to say that we have about 140 walk participants, and as far as I know, that's the most we've ever had. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, it's most since I've been involved. Um, it is not too late to sign up. It is not too late to make a donation. Uh, donations will be accepted till the end of August. And for those who may or may not know, um, walk teams can uh, designate up to 50% of the money they bring in to go back to the affiliate or committee in some cases. We have a couple of committees that have walk teams. We have one committee whose walk team is doing very well, <laughs> raising a good bit of money for ACB and for their programs. Uh, we have several affiliates. We have some new walk teams this year, and we're so happy about that. Uh, we have some special interest affiliates with teams, and some are doing quite well for ACB and their affiliate. So y'all just stop me whenever, because I'll just keep going on. <laughs> We're doing great. We're just walking right along here, you know, we're, through the evening. Yeah, we're, we're walking we up are. a storm. So yeah. our original theme was walking up a storm. And so I just kind of added on virtual style. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're walking <laughs> up a storm virtual style. And 
I don't know, maybe some people in parts of the country are experiencing storms. I hope not, but, uh, but anyway, uh, real storms. So I wanna thank also Katie Frederick on our walk committees joining me tonight. Yes, and, uh, yes we are experiencing storms here in Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well, <coughs> I, I hope I hope the storm doesn't interfere with your walking. So, uh, so are we ready yet for the walk song? <laughs> well, why don't we tell people, Donna, while we're while we're waiting and kind of getting set up here? How about we tell people how they can walk? What if they want to sign up, and how can they donate? Sure. So, um, you can you may sign up or donate. The easiest way to do it is to go to acb.org and click on the link that's right down near the convention links and, and everything. It says um, ACB 2020 Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk or something like that. And you click on that link and there's a wonderful uh, introduction uh, piece written by Tony Stevens. And then that will then take you to the website where you can either make a donation or join or register for the walk or join a team. And um, when you want to either sign up or make a donation or whatever, even if you don't know how to actually get on a, a particular person's webpage, you can just click on the donate link and it will give you the opportunity to type in their name. Uh, so the name of the person to which you want to donate to. So um, that, that makes it quite easy. And as I said, uh, walk donations will be taken till the end of August. Um, I'd like to see us reach a goal of at least 100, 150 walk participants. I, I think that's very attainable. Yeah, we're uh, almost there, aren't we, Donna? We, we are. We only yes. need a few more. So we can do it. As we sit here and talk to you, go to your computer or your smartphone or, or call the Minneapolis office or something and register for the walk. Also, to make Absolutely. a donation, I, I'd like to see us by the time I come back. When do I come back, Dan Spoon? Thursday and talk about the walk? Um, I think it's Thursday, but anyway, by the That's time right, I Donna, you'll be back on Thursday at the end of the general session to give us an update uh, with all the RDC fundraisers, both uh, the auction and the walk. So we're looking forward to hearing from you all on Thursday and, and reaching that goal. Well, I'd like to see us maybe be at, I really think we can be at at least $80,000 by Thursday morning. Uh, and again, if you are unable to do it online yourself, you can call the Minneapolis office and they will help you. They will happily help you. Are we ready? All right. We are ready. Am I on? Am I on? You are You're on, good. sir. On. I am yes. on. We are, the, These horses are so ornery. I tell you what. Ooh. They are, uh, <laughs> well, you know. Maryland. They must be Maryland bred. Sometimes it, it takes a little while to get ACB members lined up and ready yeah, to we're, go to. Yes. And All right. Watch, I'm watch your step there, Tony. Today. Watch your step. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a Key West rooster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. President, we are ready to go. Let's All right. Are you ready? On your mark. Get set. 
go! The 2020 Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk! And they are off! All 130-some participants come storming out of the gate as they come down the backstretch. Michael Garrett pulls ahead, dragging his dedicated volunteer guide, Zelda Gephardt, and John McGeehan coming up on the rail and flying past him like a bolt of lightning is Sarah Conrad and her guide dog. The leaders are beginning to hear the thundering footsteps of Ray Campbell and Doug Powell, ably guided by Robert Spangler. As they all approach the turn, there to direct them as he always is, is Mr. Mr. Volunteer Extraordinaire, Don Coors. As the walkers cruise down the home stretch, Peggy Garrett is gaining ground. I'm getting out of breath. <laughs> with, with several traditional trains on either side of her. So on the inside track, we have streaming their way through the crowd are some members of the ACB radio team, Jeff Bishop, Debbie Hazelton, Jason Custingway, and then in the middle of the action is what I call the money train. And they're engineered by uh, volunteer Marsha Farrow. These are the top three individual fundraisers right at this point, leading off Jim Crott, Kim Charlson, and Leslie Spoon. And they're pouring out cheers and saying join us and raise money That's for right. ACB. Join us. Join us. There you go. There you go. Right. Oh Stand my it. goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Here comes zooming back and forth across the track is the zoom train. I guess they're thinking that they're trying to cover every ACB uh, session, but they're led by De Deb Cook Lewis and of course Praline with the passengers Katie Frederick and a first-time walker, Nat Ratcliffe. Uh, she's one of our new Zoom people and a new walker. So um, I guess our, the next team kind of using a fierce tailwind is the Dillon Express. Aboard this train are Mr. ACB Walkman himself, Dan Dillon, Jeff Tom, and our Fabulous convention coordinator, Janet Dickelman, and this train is engineered by Kathy Gerhardt. So, you know, this walk, uh, there's no finish line. We are still going. Yes, we so, are. We are going strong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do we go next? Oh, here we go. At the convention. Sponsored by the ACB as we're walking up a storm at Schomburg this year. We'll walk a mile all through the hotel and down the hallways. You might have to use your imagination for the rest of the song. <laughs> I think we're trying to re get it replayed here, it sounds like. <laughs> well, we are walking. We are hoping that this will get Ray Campbell even more excited about the convention. That's right. We know that Illinois is excited. They're happy to be here and they have, I believe they have a walk team, don't they, Donna? Doesn't Illinois have a, have a walk team? They do have a walk team. Yes. Proud Prairie people. I'm back. 
Yay! You're back. I have been stuck in places where no horse ever wants to go. <laughs> I'm ready to walk now. Is Leslie Spoon able to be on? I am on, Donna. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, please. Oh, hey. we can hear you. Hello, guys. You Welcome. Sound I just... like you're you sound like you're in my next room. I just got off the treadmill. Let me tell you, I've been walking up a storm. I'm not exactly sure where Dan was, but I'm in Orlando. He might have been in Key West. Or he's wanting to be world. there desperately. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leslie, you know, I, I bet people are thinking there's there's no pers in-person walk. There's not going to be any prizes. Would you tell them differently? Oh, Donna, my friend Donna, downtown Donna Brown. I miss you. Um, <laughs> there's you prizes. Too. There's always prizes. I love prizes. No. Do you want me to tell you who's won the prizes? No. Yes, please do. No, not yet. Oh, not okay. No, because we're still walking. Oh, we're still <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, but the, these are prizes for, for money raised. And yeah, we can this is still oh, okay. raise money while we walk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let me go ahead and tell you the top five teams, which everybody has done so wonderful this year. And I just can't say enough to everybody that, that has contributed in uh, this virtual walk this year. So the top, top five teams are number one is the Florida Hurricanes. Yay, Florida. Yep. <laughs> And number two is the Patriots team, Kim Trump. Yay, Patriots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> number three is the TN Brenda Dillon Mall Walkers. Huh, no, no, no. There's they they just keep walking. They keep yeah, walking. They do. They're not yes. they're not stopping. <laughs> number four is the generals. They came out of the gate. Oh. Oh. Okay. They came out of the gate. It's interesting. Things start talking to me. Number five is, um, wait, that was four, right? The generals were four, yes. yes and number five right. is the E-Racers, Carla Rushaball's team. From Kentucky. Wow. From Kentucky. Right. E-Racers. Yes. So, and Leslie, you sound great. This well, is the thank first you. time I've heard you um, talking, you know, like not into just the phone. You sound terrific. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're trying. So, you you're, know. It, you're you, doing it. You can teach, yeah. what did I hear you say the other day? You can teach old dog new tricks. So I'm learning. <laughs> You're doing great. So. Okay. I'm, well, that, so that's I'm great. Con back to my walk. Okay. Congratulations right. to those walk teams. Wonderful. And I will be sending, I didn't tell the, everybody this. I missed this. Sorry. Um, but they're getting, dun, 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 drum roll. They're getting $10 gift card to the mini mall. Yeah. All right. So, so look nice. in your look in your uh, mailbox next week. I will be sending them to the team captains next week. So, and you can spin, spin, spin. Awesome. All right, well, all right, Katie. will like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Katie, a shout out to you, my friend. I'm missing you too. Yes. You so. too, Leslie. You and Dan yeah. stay dry and stay safe in those those Florida thunderstorms you all yeah. are having. So, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. missing everybody. So, yeah, yep. All right. Talk to y'all later. Thanks, right. Leslie. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Leslie. All right. We're going to give it one more time. Thank you so much, Leslie, for taking time to, and I know you're racing, your husband's racing just as, as fast as you are, mm -hmm. uh, to the finish line at seven o'clock. How's everybody doing? All right. <laughs> Very Great. good. All right. I'm going to go back to my Zoom. I don't even know if I'm on camera still or not. So, Here's the best I can do can't based on that. what we're hearing. So, all right, who's ready? Is every good horse? 
every good uh, person on a horse, because I don't like to walk. I like to just take transportation, but that's about the only good public transportation working these days are horses. Well, I'm a walking yeah. down the road, and I'm walking <laughs> with they, my friends down at ACB. So won't you come back now? I wish the song played for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Thank you, Tony. The words obviously weren't That's the best we could do right now. We had to go back a couple hundred years with technology. Um, I want to apologize, everybody tuning in right now and on ACB Radio. Uh, Don and Kid, you two have been doing incredible. Um, we are we are working out some technical issues to get ready for the convention, and we are also mirroring things in the national office. So we're trying to make sure everything is a go um, on the tech side, and so we've been we've been juggling computers and things like that. So uh, well, so I want to apologize to everybody for the technical difficulties. But you know you what? You want us it to play the walk made song? The most memorable, memorable. Do you do you have the walk song, Debbie? Yeah, Debbie, that would be. I, well, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Debbie yeah. just likes to see me Tony struggle. Go through all that. You had the walk song the whole time. Well, I Let's see how close I'm I was. Not wanting to interfere, you know. <laughs> It'll at least give you a chance to stall. No, she's got to play. Hold on. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're doing that, Debbie. Bring her what they left this morning. We, we had some video, too. I'm trying to see if we can get the videos to play as well, because we had so many wonderful videos. We're going to be posting yes. those videos on Facebook and YouTube, just so folks know. So we will have those videos up uh, this evening sometime, I think. Um, I'll be able to get them on YouTube. So We, we kind of walked around the country, didn't we? We did walk around the country. We hit, yeah. we hit Georgia, and we hit Texas, and California, and Arizona, and North Dakota. North Dakota? Wow. West Virginia? Aren't you the most and, and Donna did all the work putting them together, so that's uh, cool. too hot to see it. So tonight, all right. Have a good night, uh, whoever. We still had some folks lingering from an earlier call uh, yes. as well. So thanks everybody for joining on on that one. Walk anytime. So Kim is on live with us. I'm she here. She is on live. Hey, yeah. yes. all right. Hey, Kim. <laughs> so are so, you? I'm good. So let's Have just... you walked your feet off yet, anybody? Well, well my, my sneaker has a hole in the toe, but I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you you were aboard that that money train. That, yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so Kim, why why don't you just kind of give us your um just sort of your walk experience how many walks have you participated in and just kind of wow. give us an overview of your walk participation well i think this is number seven for me um the previous six were called the president's team um for obvious reasons because my six <laughs> years as president of acb but i had to rename it this year so we went with the patriots team so that can mean whatever we want it to mean. Since we're Massachusetts, we're Patriots here, 4th of July, um, or you can do the other kind of Patriot if you want to be the New England kind, you know? Whatever people want to be, they can be that on our team. So we're doing pretty good. We're, we're, we're doing real well. Catch up with those Florida hurricanes, but they're a pretty tough act to follow, but we're trying. Okay, okay is everybody well, ready for the song? 
Yes, Let's Jason. see if I can do it this time. Thank you, Jason. All right. Yeah, did you Saving find the day. All right. Good. Download. Here we go. Yeah. Yes, we're a walking. There we go. Up we go. a storm at the convention. Sponsored by the ACB. Yes, we're a walking. Up a storm in Schomburg this year. Walk a mile all through the hotel and down the hallways through convention center rooms. Just we're a walking up a storm in Schomburg this year. I've got my water bottle ready, my feet are feeling steady. We're walking up a storm today. You know that we sweating, but I won't be regretting, wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, we're a-walking up a storm at the convention, sponsored by the ACB. Yes, we're a-walking up a storm in Schomburg this year. Yes, we're a-walking up a storm in Schomburg this year. Yes, we are. Ooh, that's a storm. We are rocking. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much. You saved uh, you saved the day and the walk. You are welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jason. Yes. You know, one of the things I really, I think is really, you know, neat about this, and, and I've really seen it all weekend, and you know, we've heard Cindy talk about it is how much, you know, we really are all coming together to do all of this. And, you know, we've got people, you know, walking and supporting ACB around the country and, and around the world. It's it's really pretty cool. And it's great to be here and great to be what is he great to be a part of ACB and kicking off this this virtual convention. You know, if if anybody remembers, uh, even before this virus began, the focus of the walk presentation during the ACB leadership <laughs> uh, seminar in Alexandria at the end of February was talking about trying to encourage people to sign up for the walk as a virtual walker, even you know if they were unable to be a part of the actual on-site event. The walk committee did not have any kind of premonition, lest you think we did, <laughs> that we would all be walking virtually. <laughs> we did not, absolutely not. No. And so here's another little tidbit that many of you don't know. Um, for a few years, the, the walk committee kind of has been just tossing around ideas of maybe changing the day and time of the walk. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to do something different. Um, so one thing that we had talked about was some year it would be really neat to have the walk right before general session and, and the walk participants would kind of just all come out into general session to the tune of the walk song and it would just be a real kind of neat uh, start. Well, you know, kind of here we are bringing you into the, the opening session again. Absolutely. We not, you know, that, that was not in our plans. <laughs> well, you know, I say that plan is a four letter word. So there's that and we just go with it. We are flexible here in ACB and we are just working together to, to pull it off and it's going to be a 
it's going to be it's a great walk, and there's maybe. there's still time for people to, to join Maybe us. the fact that the convention is happening means we already arrived. Yeah. And we're walking with our vision and our dreams and our joy, and we're walking by being here. And, you know, we've already been in the process of raising raising money, and we're doing it. We're making it happen. I'm so yes, proud of ACB are. and okay. proud of everyone here. Absolutely. Uh, just Absolutely. so people know, um, <clears throat> when when they are available, we, we did interview several people, people that have really played a, a part in, in the walk for many years. And so hopefully you will have the opportunity to hear those interviews at some point. Leslie Spoon graciously talked to us, I guess, while she was on her treadmill. I don't know how she could do that, but she, she if anybody can, Leslie can. That's right. <laughs> She loves to walk on her treadmill. Yeah. Uh, we had Marsha Farrow joining us from Georgia. Um, and Marsha's just always so excited to be a part of the walk and just do anything with ACB. Uh, we had the Garretts in Texas, Peggy and Michael, both joined us for the interview. And that was a fun one. Uh, they were all fun. John McCann from Arizona, Jeff Tom from California. And then Zelda Gephardt from way up there in North Dakota uh, joined us for an interview as well. And I believe Dan Dillon was also interviewed. From Tennessee. So hopefully, and then, yeah, and hopefully we get to hear, you guys get to hear them sometime. I think we will. And also, you know, Donna, you and I are kind of here in the Midwest. You're in West Virginia and I'm here in, in Columbus, Ohio. So we're kind of representing the, the Midwest portion of the country as it is. And so... I don't know about you, but today was the first day where I thought I might be able to stand to be outside to take a little walk. It's been been pretty hot and steamy here in, in Ohio, and I know some other places, so it's it's certainly summertime. It's been pretty hot here, too, in the 90s. And actually, today I I, I walked up and down my steps a few times. Uh, that, that was about the extent of my real walk. <laughs> Well, it's, it's great that we are, are all able to be to be walking and connect us, you know, for this for this walk and for our opening session and everything. It's it's really good to to that we have these advances to help us make this stuff possible. I also want to thank everyone who joined us tonight, as I said at the beginning, in, in whatever way they did, and you know, whether it just be from you know, sitting at your dinner table, eating dinner, that's okay. Uh, you're still being part of the ACB family and convention and part of the ACB walk. Maybe you already did your walk and now you needed to sit down and have a smoothie or something. I, I, that's what I would like after a hot a, a day a, or a walk on a hot day. A nice smoothie would be good. Yeah, and you said we've raised almost what seventy seven thousand dollars, Donna. We're so. we're a little bit over seventy seven thousand. Yes. I can't remember the exact. And again, it wouldn't be possible without the the volunteers and and our sponsors. But we also have some people who have individually raised a lot of money. Jim Crott, what a man! He he has raised lots and lots of money himself, and we just thank Jim for his his consistent dedication to raising money for the walk and and he's determined to keep doing it he's he just kind of does it silently he, and then kim charleston has also uh been one of our huge individual 
uh, fundraisers this year for the walk. And Leslie Spoon, as she always is, um, Dan Dillon has raised a good bit of money. And I, I don't want to keep going on because I'll, I'll leave somebody out. But there, there are people who have raised a lot of money, and we thank them for that. Uh, but every little dollar counts, and it doesn't matter how much you've raised. We just appreciate your support for this event and all ACB events. Absolutely, you know we couldn't we couldn't do this without everyone helping and pitching in and, and doing all they can. So it's it's just really great to to have all that support and you know of course our our great volunteers who help um, so much you know during during the walk when we're there and just our our great sponsors and it's really takes a team to uh, to walk and to put on the walk. Okay, hey everybody, this is Tony. Right. We're gonna try one more time. Okay. Because the show's not over yet. And uh, right. so bear with us just for about 15 seconds maybe. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Stay tuned everybody. We're gonna hear from Marsha down in the state of Georgia in just a second. For this lovely time of just sharing what the ACB walk means to us. So Marcia, where are we coming from this evening? I am sitting in beautiful Somerville, Georgia, a small uh, rural town nestled in the ridges of the North Georgia area. Very beautiful, beautiful place to live and, and certainly a beautiful place to exercise. Very good. Very good. That sounds great. So how many years have you participated in the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk? To my knowledge, uh, Donna, since its inception. I have too. And I, I, I would say you have. Yeah. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, as you know, I was a uh, dear friend and, and loved Brenda and, and Dan and was tried to be helpful, even though it, she was like keeping up with a, a train oftentimes. I was running behind her, but in any way that I could be supportive, I, I love the heart and soul of her desire to really increase in any way she could the funds that come into the American Council of the Blind. Uh, I, that. Couldn't have been said any better. Very well. Thank you. Um, so just for people who don't know, not only is Marsha a walker in the walk, but she's a, a volunteer who we can count on all the time. And we certainly thank you, Marsha, for volunteering to guide people, volunteering to stand at a corner and say, turn left or whatever it might be. Uh, Marsha's always there as, as a volunteer an eager volunteer, and we thank you for that. And I enjoy every moment of it, and I appreciate the thanks, but I, I really get so much gratification in getting to be a part of the enjoyment that everyone has. It's such a, a time of, of just fun and laughter and fellowship. It's early, but it's worth it when when we get up early and start the day out in such a positive way. So, you know, all these walks and sometimes they kind of run together. But are there any memorable moments about any of the walks that that just jumps right out at you and, and you want to share with listeners? You know, I really enjoyed 
the walks that we were able to hold outside. I realized that due to expense and overhead, that just could not continue to be a part of what we did. But I really loved the ones that we held out outdoors. And I was trying to think earlier, the one where I remember that we had so many wonderful volunteers and they they came out and they rooted for us. And it, it was a community event. People came out from the local community. And I'm trying to remember, was it Pittsburgh? I wish I could remember, Donna. I feel terrible that I can't pinpoint the actual city but if my memory serves me i think we were around maybe some water uh, that was that was in reno was it reno and, and okay we went, the the route was around the lake okay and that we had was it. target um people from the target stores yes. volunteers and then there was a sports store uh, yes. with a lot of volunteers and and yeah that was that was a memorable one it was such great fun, and I thought that it brought so much education about vision loss to the community, and I, it was really, to me, it was worth all the effort, but at the end of the day, it certainly uh, costs a lot of our needed funds to hold the event, and it just didn't seem practical to continue to do that. Right. So, you know, with the coronavirus taking over our lives and interfering with actually holding an on-site walk, the one is that you logged in how have you completed you your virtual walk yeah. this year? Well, I would like to share yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because I feel like I need to. Uh, my cousin, Debbie Young, who, who also volunteers, and, and we thank her. She she was unable to join us tonight. And, and please tell her that we thank her and appreciate all that she does to help um, this event. Yes. And she has been, like myself, walking for decades, literally for decades. And so she and I talked about having a team from Georgia for some time. And, and we just for whatever reason, just couldn't seem to get it going. And with the virus, as sad as it is, it did give us an opportunity to really push for us to have a, a team and to encourage folks to join us and participate with us. And really that's what we've done and we're continuing to do that. We're continuing to use Facebook, and and other you know ways of social socially interacting out there on the web in various ways, asking for support and educating folks about what the American Council of the Blind is actually doing to help people who are visually impaired. So, how many team members do you have? Do you know? You know, I know that we have. You have to end this meeting. We do have. And I wish I, I had the exact number. You know, unfortunately, Debbie okay, has had we'll uh, the right? loss of her dad. So. And and so she and I were not Can able you to get as a host together on numbers to, to the point that I would like to have been able to have done prior to our interview. Uh, but we do have several, several folks who are supporting us through our link 
to the ACB uh, network of support and folks who who just are hearing about us, they know us, and they just want to be a part of it. But I do not have an exact number, Donna. I can get that to you, it, though. It's okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I just want to thank you all for, you know, just stepping up and, and creating a team. It's your first time, and, and you guys are actually doing well. But, you know, just supporting the, the event, the ACB Walk, and, and we thank you. So um, tell our listeners, you kind of alluded to this a little bit already, but why do you, why is it important to you to take time out of your busy convention schedule to participate in this early morning walk? You know, I really know beyond any doubt that exercise and activities for people who are visually impaired is life changing. And, and we could go on about that from guide dog users to uh, just enabling an older person who's lost their vision to feel confident to go to the mailbox and, and get their mail each day. So with that said, I, I am just so happy that the American Council of the Blind is encouraging its members to be active, to think about their health, to want to have healthy lifestyle changes or continue to have healthy habits throughout life and not and I, and I don't want people to feel as if being visually impaired is like a, a, almost like a death sentence that you can't leave your house, you can't exercise, you can't enjoy all these wonderful things because of vision loss. And I think we're demonstrating that with this walk. I, I think we're really giving. Hey, Katie. Hey, Tony. How are you? I'm you, fabulous. Uh, all right. Hey, Donna. We are at our Convention Connect yes. time. Okay. And I think we can still share with folks a lot of the great things going on with the walk that had happened thus far mm -hmm. um, in terms of the money that we raised this year. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're just very excited and very thankful for all that. So uh, we're also thankful as well for Humanware, letting folks know very that Victor so. Stream can, is one of the many ways you can access the convention. And they are sponsors of Convention Connect. So thank you to Humanware. Uh, as we're getting things shored up to get ready for the opening session this evening, uh, we are in uh, full mode here. We are moving like a freight train. The train left the mm -hmm. station on, on Friday, as Debbie knows, when we first started to do our little conversations. And that train gets a little faster and faster and faster, and we are, we are chugging right along. So I'm going to step off now, though. And I'm going to see, is uh, Mr. Eric, are you on or any luck? So I think our fearless executive director, Mr. Eric, was going to try to jump on as well, um, just to be just to be here on this. But uh, Debbie, yes, um, I'm going to, to leave you in capable hands. I know with Katie. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Sure. All right. Um, All how right. about giving us a sense of what's in store for tonight and what's in store for the week for everybody that's tuning in now, getting ready for that. And I'm going to sign off just real quick for a second to just touch in with a couple people and make sure that uh, I'm going to step behind this curtain here. And uh, I'll hopefully talk back to you all to give you an update in just a minute. 
And okay. I'm going to leave the stage. All right. Donna, All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Donna, thank you. I apologize with our, uh, with our honor right. horses. Thank you. This with the We're good. Movie. We're good. We'll get these videos posted up and, and do a redo. So thanks, everybody. All right. So, Katie, anything you yes. want to share about what's happening tonight? Well, you know, tonight is opening session and, and, you know, I've been involved with ACB for, for several years now, but there's nothing quite like opening session. You know, it, it's such an exciting time. We we're all excited for the convention. There's been some great programming that's happened thus far and it's, it's just the beginning. There's so much more great stuff to come, but opening session is, is really just a neat time for us to get together as ACB, you know, we're going to hear from our president, Dan Spoon, and Eric Bridges, our executive director. And it really just kind of sets the stage. You know, we hear about all the great work that ACB has done over the past year. And goodness, we've done a lot. We are, we are so active. We are doing a lot of things within our, within our country to help improve the lives of yes. people who are, are blind or have low vision. And so we are just, um, you know, we are moving mountains and, and walking up storms and all kinds of stuff around here. <laughs> and we <laughs> so. have a very special national anthem tonight that is, you are going to, I think everyone is going to be very pleased. We have someone that is singing it that uh, some of you have heard before and some of you may not, but I think you're going to be very pleased with that. And yes. um, we have our gosh. color guard too, don't we? For the we flag. do, and I think yes. Microsoft is doing a presentation tonight. Yes, Jenny Lee she's great. Yeah, uh huh. Yes, and we have a roll call that is just going to be awesome from all over the country. Our affiliates were able to get with Rick Morin and uh, and Janet Dickelman to record this and I think they had a lot of fun together I think Janet and Rick had had such a good time that they would almost like turn around and do another one it was to, it, they just had a good time hanging out but what's really great is I think we heard from all of our how many affiliates are there 70 70 something 70 something yes you're 70 something anyway I think we have all of them and I'm so excited to hear to hear those greetings for us from all over, uh, it's that's just very exciting. You know, convention roll call can it can take a little bit of time in general session. You know, you got people. Where's the microphone? Well, here you don't, you're not looking for the microphone, but you still get to hear the voices from around the country. So that's right. It, it really is a great way to to feel that connectivity and to you know to hear everyone's voice and kind of put a, a voice with the state. So I'm I'm looking forward to roll call. So I'm excited to hear about it. So I heard somebody today say that they thought that the community calls were a big, a big deal. Like they were a new learning curve and very exciting for the community calls to be happening, but they were absolutely excited and overwhelmed to see the size of this convention. And, you know, every now and then we get a criticism from someone about how they wish we had more more people really highly trained for Zoom. And I've heard really good things about you, Katie, doing Zoom. <laughs> but what, what it is, is that we, a lot of people have been used to calling in on the phone and more and more people are, look at Leslie and Dan, you know, they're calling in yes. on their computer now. But there is a learning curve. And we only put this whole mammoth convention together in like three months. It is 
huge it's, that we did it that. is huge yes it when you take, think about yeah. how much we did in that short amount of time and and it really is unprecedented you know and and we've really we have you know been been on some some lots of calls and done a lot and and accomplished so much as a as a team you know again we really are a team and it's a pleasure to help help with the zoom sessions and you'll be hearing more more of me during those throughout the week and, you know, one of the things that, and I know I've said this, but, you know, Cindy's talked a lot about the community calls and how they've really brought people together, but I've, and I've, I've heard her say that. And I, I certainly appreciate that. And I've actually seen it. Um, the other night we had a, an ACB students next generation bash mm. on zoom and there were about 80 people in that room. Yeah. And, you know, it was just great. It was great to, to see people connecting and people right. from that have reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I'd, maybe I think I might want to get more involved or, you know, can we at least connect mm-hmm. and talk and, and, you know, just seeing, you know, we have some people who've, who've come from the community calls to really to join ACB and to become active. And it's, you know, we, we want you to join and we welcome you and, and, you know, we'll meet you where you are, but, you know, we're just glad you found us and we're oh, indeed. welcoming because so happy you're in the community. Yeah. And it really is community and it's community. I think, I mean, you know, when I think of, customer service. Where am I going to take my business? I'm going to take my business. I'm going to choose to spend my time and energy and my money where I feel like people are kind and friendly, where I feel like, you know, it's, it's about, you know, what's that, that phrase, make me feel important. I think when we do that for each other and we feel connected, wow, you know, Uh, and I think, I think that Cindy has it right that our membership services coordinator, Cindy Hollis, that people, it really is about relationship. It's about how people feel connected and related. And I've heard from more first timers, first timer convention people, first timer Mm -hmm. listeners. Yes. And yeah, very exciting. It's so great that people, you know, if they're not comfortable with a computer, they can connect even to ACB radio, you know, through mm-hmm. through the telephone or their Victor reader or their Amazon device. So it's it's really great. It is. It is. And, you know, there are some people have said, how do I choose what to go to? Well, there really are a lot of things are in will be in podcast. All those yes. exhibits. I was listening to a lot of exhibits today even though I was the one that gathered them all up and I didn't have time to listen to them. And I've been very curious and some of them sent eight 30 minute recordings. Some of them sent eight, 15 minutes, some sent four, Mm. some sent one, but wow. And, and they brought a lot of people in with them. Guiding eyes had all of their staff in that project. Hymns Mm. had so many people in theirs um, Vespero did that. I, I mean, the, the View Plus technology people had a lot. Of, a lot of you had a lot of people in mm-hmm. your recordings, and they're just awesome, awesome. Yes. And so many of our great sponsors are, are exhibitors too, oh, and indeed. doing so much for us. And you know, of course, we've mentioned Humanware and Vespero, mm-hmm. and and some of the other ones. And and I yes, they- I know, yeah. If we've left any out, it isn't that you're yeah. not important. Oh man. It's just that maybe I haven't heard yours yet. And I know Orcam has been writing. They're very, they're yes. eager to have their video out there because mm-hmm. they, oh, some other people are still in here. I'm trying to figure out, um, is, 
and Tony's coming back in here and we're linking through, I think. To I think webinar. so. I think yeah. that's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. He's here still. Well, okay. his, his name is here. So. All right. <laughs> and Jason's here. So. Oh yeah. Jason's streaming. <laughs> yes. So he's definitely, yes. yeah. And I can hear it coming out. I know we're, we are on the air. All right. And, um, yeah. And uh, I am just so proud. But, you know, we run across this at convention every year where people say, how can I figure out what to go to? Well, it's it's about making choices. There are a few tours that we can't have in our podcast, but other it's a very few. And I don't even but I know they've been posted. I know Jeff talked about that today on the frequently asked questions. But um, I think, and some of the Zoom rooms are not on the ACB radio stream, but a lot of other things are. And, oh, I'm just glad everybody's having fun and exploring and finding out, you know, so much more of what there is available. And I'm just so, so proud of ACB and um, all the work that we're doing together. Wow. You know, it really is incredible when you when you look at that. And even when I was signing up to help with the Zoom sessions, it's like, gosh, you know, there are about three that I wouldn't, you know, I, I want to go to as an attendee or a facilitator in whatever role I can. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm so grateful to go to be going to the ones I'm helping with and and the ones I, I miss I'll I'll catch on the on the podcast. So so yes, it's, it's just really great. You know, thanks to all the, you know, we've had so many volunteers, you know, today we put together a panel, the, the next generation affiliate did about Instagram and YouTube and, and that was really well attended. Oh, I think yeah. that was streamed. And so there's just, there's so many things that, you know, we'll, we'll have to uh, make sure we, we highlight in the, uh, the AC list, you know, I liked your, your AC list this morning, the after convention, you know, we'll have to. Yeah, uh... the AC, yeah. <laughs> well, and yes. I haven't even, I mean, I've heard bits and pieces of the paper, but I haven't fully read one of the papers in the last few days because there's just so much going on, but there's so much work in them. And if, you know, if you are new by chance, you can, and you don't know this yet, then the paper's distributed, um, in the evening for those who registered, but it's read by the Board of Publications each morning. And um, I bet, I, I wonder who's reading it tomorrow morning. We shall see, but anyway, different people are reading it. Yeah. And, um, and it's longer than our papers typically have been. So I think um, there's just a ton of information in there. And Janet Dickelman is working so hard. And I wonder what Rick's doing. I think he's trying to get the, probably waiting to see uh, when he, when we're going to click over with, with uh, into webinar, I guess. I know we have webinar links as well, but I think we're supposed to stay right here. Um, That's what I think too. Although, um, I am not entirely sure because I was, um, here to, you know, helping with the walk and I'm just here to help, help fill in as we need. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's what we do here. We wear our, we wear a lot of hats, don't we? We do. Oh, <laughs> we do. And it's a labor of love. <laughs> Absolutely. We work Absolutely. a lot of hours. Yeah. But it's going to be quite a quite an impressive week, and I know is. Dan is super excited, and Leslie, and and we have yes. the auction Tuesday night. Oh, I know! I looked at that list. Oh my goodness, oh, there are there so many 
so many good things that, you know, some yummy, everything from, you know, yummy food to, you know, gadgets and jewelry and, and handmade quilts and blankets. Wow. Oh, that's just, great. It's great. Yes. Did you so get I, to take in the showcase? I listened a little bit and then mm. I was off to another event. So I do want to catch it. Mm-hmm. I will, I will get it on the, the download because I was able to tune in for a brief minute and then I had to dash off to something else. So just like yeah. convention, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was close to 400 people that tuned in and I'm sure that there will be more who hear it on the, on the podcast in the replays. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. We've had just amazing numbers, both on the radio and, and in the sessions. It's, it's been really cool to see how many people that we're reaching. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible what we're doing with, with all of this and, and putting it together and, you know, really getting it out there. Welcome to the 2020 convention of the American Council of the Blind. Go, go, Jim. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the ACB 59th Annual Conference Convention. How exciting is this for us this evening? First, I want to thank everybody for their patience. We apologize for the short technical difficulties, but you know how we are. It's hard time for us to... Um, you know, be done with our opening session before 11 o'clock anyway, and I think we can still get you out before 11 o'clock. So thank you for your patience. Thanks for being here this evening. And I would like to now call the 59th annual ACB Conference and Convention to order. Welcome, everybody. And now I would like to present from Rochester, New York, the Buffalo Soldiers with a presentation of our colors followed by the pledge and the star star spangled banner for some of for last year you will recognize this because it's video from last year's convention but we think is very poignant to the times and we'd like now like to present the buffalo soldiers from rochester new york next we will have the presentation of colors will you please rise It's my pleasure to introduce to you and to tell you a little bit about them. The Buffalo Soldiers, VFW Post 9251 with Commander Bing C. Reeves, Sr., Rochester, New York. The Buffalo Soldiers were originally members of the 10th Cavalry um, Regiment of the United States Army formed in September of 1866. This nickname was given to them as a black cavalry by Native American tribes who fought in the Indian Wars. I present to you the Buffalo Soldiers and to describe them and their costumes, or their uniforms I should say, more correctly, will be Joe Lynn Bailey Page. Thanks, Kim. Five soldiers with the United States flag and the flag of New York proceed up the right aisle. Their uniforms are the dark blue cavalry regiment uniforms, Union soldiers. 
trimmed in gold with yellow flared gloves. The soldiers are turning to march in front of the stage. Each soldier wears a yellow kerchief tied at the front in knee-high boots, black leather boots, white suspenders. Posts. Flags are placed in the posts. Colors. Please remain standing. Present. Boom. Please follow me on a pledge to the greatest country in the United States, the United States of America. I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Present. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave for the land of the free and the home of the brave. They are saluted. Arms are lowered. Please remain standing as the color guard exits the room. Thank you to the Buffalo Soldiers. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much to the Buffalo Soldiers from Rochester, New York. And I wanna give a special thank you to Jason Castanguay for his wonderful rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. In, in addition, uh, I wanna thank JoLynn Bailey Page for her wonderful narration of audio description for the presentation of our colors. Now I would like to introduce Reverend Michael Garrett from Missouri City, Texas, former board member and current chair of the ACBES Enterprise Services for our invocation. Michael. Thank you, Dan. Greetings, ACB family and friends. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, we humble ourselves before you because we acknowledge your greatness and your goodness. We Humble ourselves before you because you've been good to us. As we look back over 59 years of service to the blindness community, 
We thank you for all of the ups and the downs, the good things and the hard things that we've accomplished, all of the advocacy, all of the service, and all of the peoples whose lives we've touched. We thank you. And though we're not able to meet in person this year, we thank you for the leadership of this organization, the staff, the volunteers, who have endeavored to put on a virtual conference so that the information that we can glean will continue to help our lives. We've come together with a single-minded purpose, and that is to help improve the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired throughout this country, and yes, even throughout the world. So as we gather together this week in our virtual meetings, we'll share more information, we'll renew old acquaintances via Zoom, and we'll even meet some new people. But we ask that you would let your presence stay among us, strengthen us, guide us, keep us, that we will continue to serve this community and this nation. We ask for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Next, we will hear a wonderful welcome for this year's convention from Janet Dickelman, our convention chair from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Janet. Good evening, everyone. Wow, all I can say is this is amazing. In March, we began discussing the need to hold our convention virtually rather than in person. We had already we had much of our infrastructure set up for an in-person convention, but thanks to each and every one of you who are listening right now, we were able to make the transition from in-person to virtual convention in just under four months. I have to say that again, four months we did it. Our 2020 convention theme is ACB, A Path to the Future. And that is truly what we are on. I'm thrilled to welcome longtime convention attendees and even more excited to welcome those of you who are joining us for the first time. Hello to all of you and please spend the rest of the week with us walking down the path to the ACB path to the future. Thank you, Dan. And I'll do all my thank yous for everyone on my convention report on Wednesday. Thank you, Janet. And I have to just take one moment to say, Janet Dickelman is an angel. She has worked so hard for these last three months and even way beyond that to put together with her convention committee uh, this wonderful experience that we're going to have this week. So thank you, Janet. Thank you to your committee. And thanks to all those other countless volunteers, our ACB radio team, our ACB staff, and the hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who have made this convention uh, a reality. Thank you so, so much. And now it's time for us to have our ACB annual address. Most years you would hear only from your ACB president, but this year I think it's really important that we kind of transition to a new phase in our organization and that we recognize that the work of ACB 
is done not only by its wonderful membership and its countless volunteers and its wonderful committee chairs, but also by the work of its staff led by executive ACB executive director, Eric Bridges. So this year, I welcome the opportunity to share the spotlight with our executive director, Eric Bridges for our, what I will call our state of ACB. Uh, I'll speak first for a little while, then I'll turn it over to Eric and then he'll turn it back over to me for some final thoughts. So what does ACB mean for us right now in the year 2020? It really harkens me back to our mission statement when we were founded 59 years ago. ACB, the American Council of the Blind, strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. This was true 59 years ago, and it's even more true today. We are living the spirit of our founding fathers of ACB. We'll have an opportunity to recognize a couple of them this evening as ACB angels. But I could not be prouder of what this organization has accomplished over the last year. And I, I want to give special thanks to Kim Charlson and the previous administration and all the hard work that was put in place to lay the foundations that we are building on towards our path to the future. At the fall board meeting this year, for the first time, we embraced a new philosophy inside of ACB of putting together a set of steering committees. These steering committees focused on our nine key programs and services for our organization. Just to refresh your memory, these are the services that we strive to work every day in order to make lives better for blind and visually impaired people. These are our annual convention, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute, our advocacy program, our member services, where we relate to our members and our affiliates, our information referral and peer support program, led by Claire Stanley, where we're reaching out and developing peer support opportunities across our organization to our scholarship and awards committees that have done just such an outstanding job of identifying young deserving students, of honoring future leaders and first timers and recognizing those who have given so much to our organization. It's the audio description project, one of the cornerstones of the American Council of the Blind, where we are known as the, as the center of excellence when it comes to audio description. And our acb.org slash ADP website is not only nationally known, it's world renowned. And our public awareness committee, where we're organizing 21 different communication channels that allow us to reach out to our members and also reach out to target markets outside of our organization. We'll talk more about public awareness as the evening goes along. We also have two support programs, that two support committees that, that support the key seven service programs of ACB. And those are our management and administration uh, program that's so ably led by our chief financial officer, Nancy Marks Becker. And that's the team that works on our accounting, on our HR and our back office administration and our IT infrastructure. 
but they also wear the hat of managing our thrift stores. And there they work on a daily basis with our ACB ES thrift store board to manage uh, the day-to-day -day running of our thrift stores, which are such an important fundraising opportunity inside of our organization. And last but not least, we have our fundraising and development program, now headed by our new development director, Tony Stevens. And there we are reaching out, developing relationships, seeking grants, developing individual donor relationships. These are our nine key programs inside of American Council of the Blind. And I'm gonna speak a little bit about the first program tonight before I turn it over to Eric. And that's our annual convention, our convention committee. We had a unique opportunity this year, one that we may never deal with again. I will think of 2020 as maybe the most influential year in the first half of the 21st century. Here we are in 2020 dealing with a pandemic that came upon us very quickly back in the February and March timeframe. Your leaders began a conversation thinking about is there a possibility, even an outside chance that maybe we not be able to have a physical convention this year in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is by the way, a wonderful venue. And at our fall, after our fall board meeting and after our leadership meeting in DC, we started to realize that this could be a real possibility. We scheduled an emergency meeting of our ACB board of directors, and we busily went to work thinking of what could our alternatives be if we could not have a physical convention in Schomburg. Within three weeks, life moved so fast there was a national emergency declared by our president in the middle of March. There was a state emergency declared by the governor of Illinois. Still, our Renaissance hotel contract uh, was not open for discussion. When we reached out to the hotel, they, they were not ready to have a conversation with us about canceling the contract. But our board got together on March 30th and unanimously they voted to always take the health and safety of our membership first. And so after a, a very lengthy discussion, we voted unanimously to cancel our physical convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. So now what do we do? The initiative of the American Council of the Blind shown through. Our five core values of integrity and honesty, respect, collaboration, flexibility and initiative. Yes, initiative. We immediately determined that we were going to have a 59th annual ACB conference and convention, and we were going to make it the best convention that we could possibly pull together. Our team went to work. At that point in time, we had one Zoom account, which allowed 100 participants. We had never heard or not heard of, we had heard of it, but we had never used webinar. We had an ACB radio steering committee that had pulled together a new beginning for ACB radio under the direction of our ACB managing director, Debbie Hazelton, our technical director, Jason Castingway, our steering committee manager, uh, Jeff Bishop, and a 
cast of steering committee volunteers led by Rick Morin, Deb Cook-Lewis, Carla Rushable, and Katie Frederick, with staff support from Eric Bridges and officer support from myself. And we envisioned a future, a future where we could have a virtual convention. We renamed the convention. Janet had a contest. We went to work. We planned and we organized and we reached out to our volunteers, to our committee chairs, to our special interest affiliates. And we challenged everybody to see what's possible. How do we take this challenge and how do we turn it into an opportunity for the future? I'm here to report to you tonight that we have the virtual convention that the rest of the blind and visually impaired community is waiting to have. We were the leaders. We were the chief influencers. We were the organization that put our toe in the water. And we not only put our toe in the water, we jumped into the deep end. And here we are today, a virtual convention with over 1,500 registrants with 250 hours of live content, with 108 breakout sessions on five ACB radio channels, with an audio described tour channel, with eight hours of exciting exhibits, with over 35 vendors participating, with general sessions every morning and primetime shows every evening that are live on video, streamed to Facebook, and YouTube. Congratulations, ACB. You've done it. You should be so proud. I know I'm proud to be the president of this organization. You saw the challenge and you met the, you met the challenge. And we are going to have a great ACB convention, a path to the future. And now I'd like to turn it over to Eric Bridges to talk a little bit about four of our other outstanding programs inside of ACB and the contributions of the staff in those areas related to advocacy, membership services with our member and affiliates, information referral and peer support and public awareness. Eric, love to hear from you. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you, Dan. It's, it's, this is amazing uh, being here this evening with all of you. Uh, I have gone through, much like everybody else that is listening and watching, a really interesting last four-month period of time. Uh, watched my son Tyler lose his first two teeth and my six-month-old son Noah get his first two teeth. Uh, Tyler learned how to ride a bike all within the last four months. So a lot has happened in our, in our family but a ton has, has taken place within the organization and uh, couldn't help but, but uh, mention uh, the, the two core values, collaboration and flexibility. Um, in, with regard to the team that I am very honored to work with day to day, we have always shown initiative. And I believe that in order for folks to come and work here and to stay here, they have to exhibit integrity and honesty, as well as be respectful of one another. Um, the, the flexibility and collaboration has been put to its test over the last four months, and we have come out the other side and we're doing well. COVID-19 presented a sig significant challenge to the organization and, and to its members quite naturally. What we were able to do 
was utilize the technologies that we've acquired over the last several years uh, to their fullest. So whether it was Zoom, Office 365, Ring Central, uh, our laptops, uh, as well as iPads, iPhones, our staff was able to work remotely without most individuals calling here or emailing here, even knowing that we weren't in the office because it was seamless. And so I'm, I'm proud, uh, not surprised, but proud of the folks that work on my team, uh, you know, both here and in Minneapolis, as well as the contractors. Uh, there are several contractors that work with us as well. It's, it's been fantastic. So COVID-19 offered us an opportunity, a whole host of opportunities. I, I uh, think of them as opportunities and not challenges. Uh, the, the first is how are we going to engage with the membership? How do we do that? Uh, we're not gonna be able to be together for the convention. We had just finished the, the DC leadership conference when we were forced to shelter in place on March 16th. And so what wound up happening was Cindy Hollis and I had a conversation and it was really her idea to start having a couple of community calls just to sort of see what sort of reaction we could get. We had had other community calls, but not with any great frequency and they'd been successful. Um, so we had two the first week, they went really well. She came back, she's like, wow, this is cool. You know, I, I think that this could work. Well, now it has grown into a monster, the best kind of monster you can imagine. The level of engagement that we're uh, currently seeing with our members, as well as folks that have not been members that are now engaging with us is unlike anything I've witnessed in the 13 years that I've worked here. It's been organic. The sessions have, have ranged from support groups for widows and widowers that uh, a great member of ACB, Roger Dennis, has begun to lead over the last few weeks to Let's Talk Sports with Dan and Eric. I'm kind of partial to that one, Dan. To arts and crafts, uh, as well as talking through other issues that concern our members and folks within our community. So it has been amazing. We're getting upwards of a couple thousand people a week now on these calls, upwards of 50 calls a week. Uh, would like to recognize Cindy Hollis for all of her work uh, over the last few months, but really over the last year. We welcomed her on June 10th of last year and she's hit the ground running. Public awareness. Uh, the work that has been done by the Public Awareness Steering Committee has been tremendous. And a lot of their work while they have a defined role within the organization is to support the other steering committees. So whether it is in fact, uh, the work of membership and assisting in the creation of the ACB uh, Facebook community. By the way, you can go and search uh, Facebook ACB community to join our group. Within a uh, little over five days, we, we had over 500 individuals. Uh, that had joined and now we're over 700. So there's something real and tangible that's happening out there uh, virtually where folks are making connections and they're feeling, they're feeling wanted and they're feeling engaged, which is just tremendous. As well, we're gonna be announcing uh, a blog. ACB is, is gonna be producing a blog that will uh, take place likely just after this 
convention is over. But uh, our summer intern, Anthony Corona, which is great to have him on board, has been working with Tony Stevens on that, as well as Kelly Gask. Uh, the work that Kelly Gask has done over the last year with regard to social media, Facebook Live. By the way, we're on Facebook Live right now. Did you know that? Pretty cool. It's, it's been tremendous. Whether it's Global Accessibility Awareness Day, we did a Facebook Live for that, or whether it's dealing with uh, you know, the stuff that's gonna be coming up regarding the ADA uh, 30th anniversary, which we will be participating in, uh, and everything in between. You know, Facebook Live's dealing with guide dogs. Who doesn't love watching a guide dog? Anyway, a ton has been done. And before I move away, uh, the hashtag for this year's convention is hashtag ACB20. So if you're out there uh, in social media land wanting to uh, talk about the convention, uh, hopefully good, good things, uh, hashtag ACB20. Join our Twitter at ACB National and look for us on Facebook at the American Council of the Blind official. So excellent stuff. Advocacy, that's the spine of the organization. It's what we're known for. It's really what we've made our mark doing. COVID-19 presented an opportunity in this area, believe it or not. And it, it deals with the whole issue of voting and all of the states practically wanting to move to vote by mail. This presented an opportunity for ACB and for Clark Rockville, our Director of Advocacy and Government Affairs, as well as Claire Stanley, our Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, to work with individuals within the organization uh, to identify states where we were not likely going to be able to, as blind people, independently vote remotely. So you saw us join in a uh, first file a complaint with the Department of Justice regarding New York then join in a lawsuit with, the, uh, with other disability groups in the state of New York, as well as uh, legal action in Idaho that we supported as well. So there's a ton of work. And what's ironic, a little ironic about it is that we had already done some work in this area in West Virginia and an agreement, um, actually a change in legislation in the law in West Virginia uh, was announced in February of this year before COVID-19 and we led that effort. A ton of work has been, has been done in this area and I'd like to thank uh, publicly uh, my team but also our, our individual members in the state of New York as well as in Idaho uh, for raising these issues and joining in and, and saying, you know, if we're going to if the state is going to move to vote by mail, we need to find a way to be able to, to vote uh, and have a private and secure ballot as well. Finally, I think I'd like to talk for just a minute about partnerships. And this is an area that kind of cuts across several of our steering committees. COVID-19 provided us a, a unique opportunity to deepen a relationship with a, a a company that many of you are aware of, uh, Be My Eyes. For several years, Be My Eyes has been providing a, a very useful service to the blind and visually impaired community uh, through an app, being able to utilize the camera and their literally tens of thousands 
of, of volunteers to assist blind people in finding or identifying objects, uh, assisting them with navigation. COVID-19 uh, allowed for the two organizations, ACB and Be My Eyes, to talk through what this relationship might look like. And I'm very pleased to say this evening that we are on the Be My Eyes platform, and we have been since late April. We are, we are available to take calls Monday through Friday, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Please give us a call. Uh, it's being staffed currently by four ACB staff members during that three-hour period, and it's likely that that period will, uh, we will extend those hours here in the future. Lastly, the newest relationship that we've created is with Procter & Gamble. And this is really neat uh, from my perspective. COVID-19, again, played a role here. We were able to do some outreach with them regarding the challenges that the blind and visually impaired community has been having in uh, purchasing uh, products, uh, be it uh, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, paper towels, other things. Uh, having them delivered, having them constantly be out of stock, uh, having to go to the store, uh, not wanting to go to the store to pick all this stuff up. We, uh, Clark Rockfall and Tony Stevens actually have led this initiative and Procter & Gamble has agreed, uh, actually agreed quite loudly that this is an issue that blind and visually impaired people need these sorts of things during these times and they need to have them uh, at the ready. And so we, ACB, have worked with six NIB agencies around the country to uh, pack these items as well as deliver these items to the impacted populations within their communities. So uh, Orlando, New York, Seattle, San Francisco, uh, New Orleans, and Cincinnati. And these are areas uh, where NIB agencies have expressed a, a great interest in helping to get these products out to the blind community. And we can't thank NIB and these agencies enough. And we are very pleased that Procter & Gamble uh, has, has really stepped up and really wants to engage our community. And this is a relationship that is new but that has a ton of possibility. And they're interested in working with us in other areas as well. So COVID-19 has provided us uh, with a whole set of opportunities. We've been, I think, equal to the task in looking at those opportunities, uh, taking lemons and making them into lemonade. I can't say how proud I am of our members, uh, the level of engagement, uh, the amount of uh, phone calls that we get from folks that are just happy to be part of this organization. So proud of that. I feel like we have turned a corner in this organization in what the future uh, can, can bring to the American Council of the Blind and want you to go along with us. It's gonna be a wild ride. It's been a fun ride so far. There's gonna be a lot more fun to have in the future. and. Uh, Please come with us, you know, come with us as we journey down this path to the future. Uh, back to you, Dan.
Thank you, Eric, on that for that wonderful update. And thanks to all the ACB staff for all their tremendous hard work. Next, I want to share with you uh, a wonderful advancement that's happened with our scholarship committee. This year, for the first time, we have partnered with the American Foundation for the Blind and the American Council of the Blind. The American Foundation for the Blind had funded a number of scholarships each year, and they were willing to take the scholarship money and provide it to ACB in collaboration with our ACB scholarships. We have to live up to the spirit of the scholarships from both organizations, but from this day forward, the American Council of the Blind will be in charge of shepherding the scholarship fund for the American Foundation for the Blind. Lots of A's in there. But what this partnership has done is allowed us to increase our scholarship funding to well over $80,000 and provide scholarships to 21 deserving students each year. So thank you AFB for a wonderful partnership and thank you to the scholarship committee for all their hard work in selecting such qualified, interesting, and individual advocates to be our scholarship winners for 2020. I had the opportunity to participate in their reception and their luncheon this week, and I am telling you, our organization is in good hands. The future is strong, and with the leaders I saw in our scholarship class of 2020, I know we are on a strong path to the future. When it comes to our audio description project, I would like to just take a moment and acknowledge several key things that have happened with audio description this year. First, I'd like to give a shout out, shout out excuse me, to Fred Brack, our webmaster for our ADP website, acb.org ADP, where you can see the most comprehensive listing of audio described programs in the world. Fred has compiled a list of over 4,300 audio described titles that are available in one directory. These are all the uh, offerings from Netflix, from Amazon, from Apple iTunes, from Apple Plus, from Disney Plus, from all the streaming services as well as the cable and broadcast channels, as well as DVDs. It's all compilated in one website. And what's so exciting about acb.org slash ADP is it's most the most visited page on our website. And 61% of the folks that visit our that particular page on our website are between the ages of 18 and 34. We are attracting the next generation of blind and visually impaired people from our work here at the American Council of the Blind. Thank you to the ADP project for all their hard work and the collaboration we had with Disney Plus and Apple Plus, which both launched their services with all their original content audio described. Apple Plus now has over 30 offerings, and I believe Disney Plus just passed 600 offerings with audio description. These relationships, these partnerships did not require any legal action or structured negotiations. These were partners who want to be good corporate citizens and do the right thing for our community. 
we should always keep that in mind, the opportunity to build partnerships. Next, I'd like to talk about our finances a little bit, and this is a little bit difficult discussion for this year. As you know, one of the key um, building blocks for our revenue inside of the American Council of Blind are our thrift stores. Our two th remaining thrift stores in Lubbock, Texas and Amarillo, Texas are budgeted for $380,000 a year of revenue for the American Council of the Blind. With COVID-19, we had to close our thrift stores at the end of March and through all of April. We were able to open back up in May and June, but there was a significant financial disruption because of the closing of the thrift stores. Very quickly, our new development director, Tony Stevens, working with our chief financial officer, Nancy Marks Becker, put together and did the research over a weekend to understand what it would take for us to enroll in the payroll protection program, PPP. This federal loan program offered not only for-profit small businesses, but also nonprofits to apply for these small business loans in order to help us through the hard times. We applied for those loans and received $200,000 in loan money. We were able to keep our employees on at the thrift stores. As Eric spoke earlier, we were able to keep our employees at both offices in Alexandria and Minneapolis fully functional in providing services for our organization. I wanna give a special shout out to thanks to Tony and Nancy for their quick and decisive action. Because of how we have treated our employees, all 200,000 of that money will become a grant and not a loan, helping us to recover from financial hardship this year. Also, our board has taken the, the prudent and judicious steps through the end of Bitch's and Kim's administration and onto this administration by putting together a strong investment portfolio that still stands with $4.1 million, including $1.5 million in our board reserve fund, which is there for a rainy day. And folks, we are experiencing a rainy day, but we are still solvent, we are still strong, and we are still in financially good shape. And that's because of the hard work of your board of directors, your staff, your CFO, and your development director. Thanks to all of them. And together we will get through this hardship. When I look at the year 2020, many people think, oh my God, what a challenging year. This has got to be unprecedented. A virus, racial unrest, the murder of George Floyd. Where are we going to go from here? How do we move forward? I believe that this organization has the initiative, the flexibility, the collaboration, the respect, the honesty, and the integrity to move forward like we've never moved forward before. What's unique about the year 2020 is we have everybody's attention. Have you noticed it? People are paying attention to civil rights. People are paying attention to inequities in the world. Corporations, legislators, your neighbors down the street, they're all thinking differently. They're thinking inclusive. 
I'm so proud of the statement of solidarity we created inside of our organization. I'm proud of the conversation we had over the proper use of pronouns with those um, in our, in, in, in our uh, community uh, of, of sexual uh, orientation and inclusion. We have done this. We are going to move forward. We are going to take this challenge and turn it into the most impressive opportunity in the 21st century. I believe now is the time to get accessible healthcare equipment for all Americans. Now is the time to have a digital presence that's universally, universally inclusive for all. Now is the time for all Americans to have an equal access to the ballot box and accessible voting. Now is the time for us to experience inclusion in all forms of social media, whether it be audio description or just the ability to go to a restaurant and have an accessible menu. We are going to get there because folks, everybody's listening. We have to seize this opportunity and make the difference that we can for our organization. I thank you for all your hard work. I look forward to an outstanding virtual convention. We have become the chief influencer of the blind and visually impaired community. We were willing to go where others were afraid to tread. And we are blazing the path to the future. Thank you. And the state of the American Council of the Blind is strong. We appreciate all that you do. Now, after I take a breath, ah, thank you all. I now want to introduce a diamond sponsor presentation from one of our most important partners, Microsoft. You will see Microsoft and all kinds of opportunities uh, this week uh, through sessions that they're hosting, through time in the exhibit halls, uh, through their contributions as partners with lots of accessible advancements we've made as an organization. So now I would like to introduce Microsoft's Chief Accessibility Officer, Leigh Fleury, for a presentation from Microsoft. Jenny? Hi there, folks. This is Jenny Leigh Fleury, the Chief Accessibility Officer at Microsoft, and I am pleased and thrilled to be with you today. I know that this event has not taken the physical shape and form of past year's events and I'm actually sitting in my garden recording this so you may hear birds and other animals in the distance here in Seattle. Um, it's definitely been a fascinating year but I think if there's any learning from this year is that accessibility has never been more important. We've definitely seen that at Microsoft. Um, when we moved into this new mode very quickly at the beginning of March here in Seattle, and I know every other state moved in uh, shortly after that, we did have to really flick a gear ourselves uh, as employees and also as custodians of the accessibility and really the owners of things like Disability Answer Desk and some of the forums that some of you will know and love. Within a few weeks, Disability Answer Desk, which is our free support desk for folks with disabilities, which is celebrating its almost eighth year coming in, uh, that it's been in existence, taken over a million calls 
it's we got a groove with Disability Answer Desk with Dad, but very quickly we received way over 200% uh, of volume from folks reaching out to us wanting to learn more about technology that they could use at home to work, to play, to educate children. Um, as we assume the roles of educators, uh, as well as power up other family members, a very humbling time. And I do think that while we were able to help so many folks uh, with that onboarding, in fact, we went on and, uh, and are still producing a lot of content with this frame. We just literally, even in the last few days, published a series of webinars to assist folks who are blind, low vision, who are deaf, uh, to drive inclusive content and collaboration. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. What we have also learned is that there's also opportunities for us um, and a lot of features and additional bugs that we're continuing to progress. Of all the scenarios that we have tested for, we didn't test for a global pandemic. And so the learning that we're taking from this, we are aggressively and quickly moving forward with. But I do think in some ways, the work that we've been doing in advance of this, not knowing this was coming, has helped us. Accessibility is a priority at Microsoft. It has been for many years and even more so in the last five as we re-engineered accessibility to be very focused on listening, breathing, consuming, using your insight, your wisdom, your thoughts, your needs, and making sure that those drive our priorities. That meant that we infused it uh, and we pushed on certain efforts to drive more people with disabilities into the company. And we have a very systematic framework for that. We also made sure that as we think about non-technical areas like our marketing and communications, we thought about representation of disability, real, authentic representation of disability in our Super Bowl ads, in our presence externally. We really drove core accessibility into all of our frameworks, all of our products, websites, and services. And while I would never claim perfection, there's definitely been some real tangible growth improvement and delivery of a higher bar than ever before. And then I think really focusing in on some of the core products. Um, and I do love that this work never stops. There are some amazing improvements uh, coming and are out already out within our core platform windows. And I do wanna sort of linger on these for a second because uh, the goal here is always about making windows easier to use, easier to see, easier to manipulate and personalize for each individual use. So simple things have a very big impact here, making uh, bigger, brighter mouse pointers uh, new defaults for magnifier settings and smoother interactions when you opt to keep the, the mouse pointer centered on the screen, making narrator easier to learn, consolidating all of those settings into one new narrator home so it's easier to access quick start user guides and setting. And then making narrator itself more natural and responsive, uh, improving the way it handles common phrases, reducing the number of times it pauses mid-sentence, uh, just the succinctness of data, options to control what narrator says and responsiveness with Word and Outlook and other parts of our ecosystem, as well as adding support for Chrome. Uh, so you have a choice of browsers um, and the ability to move like, by sentence by while, when navigating text and reading commands seamlessly 
and consuming content using scan mode. Just some of the many, honestly, feedback that you've given us that's turned into improvements within our products, as well as investing in future. And I think future is where we can change paradigms, change attitudinal barriers, uh, change feasibly uh, just the pragmatics of doing day-to-day -day work. I think everyone knows about Seeing AI. Uh, that has now taken 25 million images um, and continues to grow in scope and languages. And then we're also investing in, in areas like Soundscape, which has been a continual investment for us, which just announced French um, compatibility uh, as it grows with the global nature of what we do. And then research projects uh, like Project Tokyo, which is uh, using the power of AI and AR. So imagine a HoloLens, which is, goes on top of your head and it allows you to uh, hear uh, by using automatic recognition who is in the room, where they are, where they're positioned, uh, any expressions on faces. And I want to give you the example because the research team has really been exploring this with simple situations like dinner tables and a Thanksgiving dinner where you can have a big table with a lot of people around it, a lot of people getting up and down. Um, and the social nuances can be tough to learn, particularly for kids um, with blindness and low vision coming through. Wearing this technology can change and empower folks with a new level of understanding of that situation, which allows for better eye pointing, head movements towards the right person at the right time, and an understanding of where precisely people are sat. Simple things that we do believe in the future that could have a really big impact um, on the learning that is so crucial to being empowered as a person with a disability, a person with blindness and low vision. All of our efforts, all of what we do is on the back of your feedback and on the back of the partnership that we have with ACB. I am proud to call Eric Bridges a friend who holds me accountable at all times, who drives me forward and is constantly elevating your voice. It is so important to us to continue that voice. If you're sitting there and you're wondering, hey, what about, could I get, could I? Do not ever hesitate to contact Disability Answer Desk. We are there and ready to field any and all of your requests, of your questions and, and sort of ideas for the future. It is staffed by some of the most amazing humans and I'm very, proud and honored that I get to work with people like Crystal Jones and Kelly Ford and Sean Maryhugh that staff some of this um, and the many, many, many others on this team. And also do check out all the resources that we continually are growing off microsoft.com slash accessibility. That includes webinars, that includes uh, different content uh, and advice portals as we work to make it easier, not just within our products, but for you to get all the information you need to understand what is in those products as you're scanning around and looking for it all. I'm grateful for what we do every day. I'm grateful that the ACB is still holding this wonderful event, albeit in a slightly different format. And I encourage you all to go and check out the exhibition. We're there, many others are there. And uh, stay in touch, folks.
accessibility has never been more important and our partnership is a key part of that. Have a wonderful, wonderful conference. Thank you to all of you and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Thank you so much, Jenny, for those wonderful comments. Again, Microsoft is such a treasured partner of the American Council of Blind, and we appreciate all that you do. And we hope you have a wonderful convention. Next, it's time for us to recognize our 2020 life members. And this year, we're lucky to have six exceptional folks in our life member class of 2020. First, I want to share with you the life membership of Sarah Harris. Sarah Harris is a member of the Tennessee Council of the Blind and was sponsored by TCB. Jenny Johnson, their TCB president, has just wonderful things to about, say about Sarah and all that she does to help and has helped for the organization through number of years. Her and her husband, Richard, just do an outstanding job of being there whenever anything is needed for the Tennessee Council of the Blind. Sarah is a member of the Memphis chapter where she has become a very close friend of Penny Verities and helps in any way that she can. We want to recognize Sarah Harris as a 2020 life member. Thank you, Sarah, for all that you do. Sarah, unfortunately, was unable to be with us in person this evening, but sends us her best from Vihalia, Mississippi. So just across the line from the Tennessee-Mississippi border, an active member of the Memphis chapter of the Tennessee Council of the Blind. Thank you, Sarah, for all that you do, and thank you, Tennessee, for your sponsorship of Sarah. Next, we would like to hear from our second life member, and that is a wonderful gentleman that I've just got to meet here over the last few weeks. His name is Roger Dennis, and he is from Rochester, New York. He actually spent a lot of time in Central Florida where I didn't get a chance to meet him, and I'm sad about that. But he has now stepped up and become such an integral member of our community chats. He hosts the Widow and Widowers show twice a week, and we're honored to have Roger Dennis as a 2020 life member. Roger, we'd love to hear you say a few words and welcome. Okay, uh, Dan, uh, I would just like to say that I became a life member primarily because of a couple of uh, the national staff people. One of them is Tony Stevens, who sent out a phenomenal letter that made it felt like he wanted me to be part of the ACB, even though I know it was a form letter. Uh, I, I replied to him telling him what a wonderful job he did. And he called, uh, sent me another note back. And so we got to talk. And he told me if I want to become active, to go see Cindy, which I did. And uh, I saw Cindy Hollis. I worked with her. She's worked with me. And among other things, I've set, I did set up the uh, Widows and Widowers group, which we have about 16 to 18 people in every week. And we talk about the good times and the bad times, the taking care of uh, our spouses in the bad times and traveling in the good times. So it's, it's really a good turn, uh, time. 
And without those phenomenal energetic people, I don't think I'd have become a life member. But because I saw how much they put in the, I felt I could at least do that. So thank you very much, Dan, for recognizing me. Well, thank you, Roger. We really appreciate you getting involved and congratulations on being a life member for 2020. Next, we have the opportunity to recognize a surprise membership. Uh, it's kind of, this is fun for me. This is really exciting. But, th and this is a person I've known for, oh gosh, well over 20 years. And she has just turned into an exceptional leader inside of the American Council of the Blind. She was sponsored by her affiliate, the Illinois Council of the Blind. And I am honored to recognize my friend, she actually came to Leslie and I's wedding 23 years ago, Rachel Schroeder, president of the Illinois Council of the Blind. Who doesn't know she's getting this award tonight? So Rachel, we'd love to hear a few words from you. So it's a little early, but you gotta unmute and say a few words. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was supposed to be up here to welcome everybody to Virtual Schomburg, right, Janet? Isn't that right? Um, yeah, welcome to Virtual Schomburg, everybody. You're stuck with me. Um, wow. Uh, thank you to ICB, and um, <laughs> thank you to everybody who has worked with me along the way, um, including you and Leslie, Dan, for working with me in FCB. Um, I have led ICB recently, you know, through some difficult times and it's definitely a labor of love. Um, and uh, I will continue to work with, you know, ACB. And I tell you, it's a weird time to become a life member of ACB because, you know, I'd much rather be standing in front of you all in Schaumburg and giving a bunch of hugs. But uh, instead, I'm joining everybody in your own living rooms and, and becoming a life member in ACB at a time when I don't think any of us ever appreciated ACB more than we do now. So, um, wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um, thank you so much. I got a lot of, a lot of real hugs to give out when I can see you guys again. Thank you. Congratulations, Rachel. You are so deserving. And the Illinois Council was so excited to give you this award. And we, we think of you as a as a stepdaughter from Florida. Rachel was I'm actually still a Floridian too. <laughs> Rachel was actually the president of our local chapter before she moved to uh, to Illinois. So Rachel Dan was my treasurer. Time, <laughs> yeah. I love counting How that money. <laughs> <laughs> That's thank right, Rachel. Thank you guys so much. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Enjoy your convention and, and congratulations. Uh, wow, thank you. Anytime. It, next, um, hopefully uh, we're, we're in a position where we can hear from our next uh, life member. Uh, this is a wonderful individual. I think of her as an ACB living angel. Uh, she does so much to help our organization. And she hails from the wonderful state of Kentucky and was sponsored by Adam and Carla Rushville. So I want to, to say hello to the first lady of Lexington, Paula Weiss. 
Paula, I hope you're there and you can say a few words. If Paula's not there, we'll go ahead and move on and keep trying to get connected with her, the joys of a virtual convention. But we think so highly of you, Paula, and all that you do from helping out with auctions to registration. Uh, I had the opportunity at, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky at their leadership conference just a few years ago to have an amazing uh, conversation with Paula and hear her story and how, uh, how much the American Council of Blind means to her. So we will hope to get Paula on but right now, I'm going to introduce our next ACB angel, ACB angel, I can say anything, sorry about that, our next life member, and this is also a surprise uh, announcement. I'd like to take this opportunity to recognize a really great guy, a guy that's there whenever you want to have a conversation with him, somebody who deeply cares about his affiliate. His name is Art Cabanella, president of the Hawaii Association of the Blind. He was sponsored by the Hawaii Association of the Blind with a special nudge from Don Thompson. So Art is in our audience this evening and we're hoping he can raise his hand on Zoom and we're going to get back to him hopefully in a minute or two so we can get some comments from Art. What an outstanding gentleman Art is. I had the opportunity, Leslie and I did, to go and meet him and his mother uh, two years ago, be toured all around Honolulu and participate in their st the state affiliate convention. What, uh, what a wonderful mom, what a wonderful gentleman. And we hope to hear from Art in just a minute. But while we're waiting to hear from Art, I would like to introduce our next life member, and that is a gentleman that we've all got to know well from Omaha, Nebraska, the gentleman that won last year's ACB Braille Forum drawing, Jim Urek from Omaha, Nebraska, who was able to take some of that Braille Forum money and sponsor a life membership. So let's hear a few words from Jim. ACB conventions uh, since 1990. Uh, and I was actually impressed my first national convention. In fact, backing up a little bit, I was actually forced to join ACB in 1989 in Nebraska by uh, our then president here locally in Omaha. And I was 20 years old at the time in May of 89, turning 21 in June, not knowing any better. I didn't argue with, with, the, uh, with the individual in question. She told me, she said, Jim, you are going to come to an ACB meeting. You are going to love it. You're going to get involved. You're going to shut up and participate and be happy whether you want to or not. And like I say, being, you know, not as wise as I am now back then, I shut up, listened to her. And I tell you what, I was hooked, which led me to my first national convention in Denver in 1990. That was the same year that was Leroy Saunders' first year as president. And with the exception of 1999, I believe in Houston that year and in, in Orlando in 2009, I've been to every convention uh, since. And becoming a life member of ACB is something I've wanted to do for a number of years, just 
never got around to doing it for one reason or another. And when I won the Braille Forum raffle last year, it was intimated by some that it would behoove me, since I've gained some knowledge and insight from ACB, to give back. And so what better way to give back in the form of a life membership? And it's something I'm glad I did, and, I'm, and I appreciate the opportunity to say a few remarks about it. Thank you, Jolene. Okay. Hopefully we'll get art. Thank you. Having a little trouble with the mute and unmute button, but I'm now back. So thank you, Jim, for those wonderful comments and congratulations on becoming a life member. Now I believe we have Paula Weiss who is raising her hand and hopefully Rick can recognize Paula for a few words. So Paula, <laughs> welcome. We're happy thank to hear you. from you. I'm sorry for the confusion, but congratulations on becoming a life member. We're so excited for you. Congratulations. Hopefully you can compose yourself and say a few words. It's quite a surprise. <laughs> well, thank you for that really nice introduction, Dan. And and yes, I was surprised and I'm just so honored and, and humbled to be a part of this organization. Um, what an incredible organization and an amazing group of people I've worked with for like the past 11 years. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but I am fully sighted. My husband was blind. And so uh, when I began to get involved with the American Council for Blind, I had a friend who said to me, uh, you know, once you go blind, you won't go back. <laughs> and that, that was so true. I have just you know, enjoy being so involved with uh, the organization and working with everyone and meeting everybody at the convention. So I am just so honored uh, to have this great um, award. Thank you so much to Carla and Adam for um, giving that to me. Oh, and thank you, Paula. And thank you for all that you do. And, you know, our convention is just getting started. I know we're going to hear and see your name all over the place as the uh, week goes along. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Dan. Good night. Uh, right now, uh, I want to thank all of our lifetime members, and it's time to move on to the next portion of our evening, which is the introduction of our ACB Angels Tributes. Uh, this is a program that's near and dear to my heart. Um, the ACB Angels are a wonderful yeah. way to honor those who have meant so much to our community. And I'd now like to introduce Tony Stevens, ACB Development Director, and Dan Dillon, Resource Development Committee Chair, to present our 2020 ACB Angels. The ACB Angel Program started in 2014. Our president, uh, Dan Spoon, and I had a, several lengthy conversations. We started talking about some kind of program to recognize our members who have passed on, especially those members who have contributed a great deal to ACB. 2014, we kicked off the program and Brenda Dillon was the first angel. The year that my wife Brenda passed away, that was in 2013, and the second angel was Anita Stone, who was the sister to Leslie, and Dan Spoon's uh, sister-in-law. And then the third angel was the husband of Marjorie Beeman. The angel program is not only for people, it is also for guide dogs. 
And in 2014, Marlena Lieberg made a $1,000 donation in memory of her seven guide dogs. Now, since that time, we've changed the, the, the rules a little bit, and we allow up to four guide dogs per person. The, the qualifications for becoming an angel are, uh, first of all, we ask that uh, an affiliate, an individual, or affiliates can go in together and make a $500 minimum uh, donation to ACB, and then they can they can uh, they can also they can uh, put the word out on leadership, send out emails, and uh, and get other people to donate uh, uh, over and above that $500. It's been a very successful not only fundraiser for ACB since then, but it's recognized so many many of our members that have contributed so much to the American Council of the Blind. And this year, we're recognizing the father of ACB, Durwood K. McDaniel. We probably should have recognized this gentleman a long time ago, but I'm very proud that we have Durwood K. McDaniel as an angel this year. Hello, everyone. I'm Kenneth Simeon Sr. of Beaumont, Texas, and I serve as chair of the Durwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee. I'd like to share an experience that I had in 2007 at an ACB of Texas conference and convention. My sister joined me there and we attended the annual auction. She was sure that she would purchase some type of technology for me in order for me to advance living independently. All of a sudden she hears sold and she thought she bought some technology. When it was delivered to her, we found out that it was the people of vision story of ACB, an audio book on cassette. There was laughter at the table. However, I further began to listen to people of vision and became enlightened and more educated about the ACB history or the history of ACB. I learned about Derrick K. McDaniel and his quest to begin ACB and forge ahead with other supporting members to create an organization that would be inclusive of all blind and visually impaired Americans. And I appreciate his passion, his dedication, and his tenacity. This is Roger Peterson. Um, I live in Mountain View, California. and I'm a member of the Silicon Valley Council of the Blind, which is part of the California Council of the Blind. I'm Bernice Kandarian, and I too live in Mountain View, California. I was living in LA I flew back to Washington, and I was the house guest of, then it was uh, Donna Eckert. And and um, she became Donna, uh, became <laughs> Marlena Lieberg. Marlena Lieberg, yes. Um, but she was working at the ACB office on Connecticut Avenue, and she and I went there. And then Derwood said, come on, uh, let's walk over to to the Hilton Hotel. You know, that's the hotel where Reagan had been shot. The Washington Hilton. Yeah, the Washington Hilton. And so he and I were walking over there, and uh, we went in, and those opening events of the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities were always so impressive with uh, the military that brought in each flag of the United States, et cetera, and the military band right. playing. And and uh, so finally we were having a break, and um, – Derwood wasn't sitting by me, but I, I stood up at, during the break, and behind me I hear Derwood's voice saying, you know, he was six foot two and he had a soft voice, and he said, he said, 
Bernice, come over here. So I turned to walk to him, and there was a guy taller than his six foot two that was standing in front of him. And the guy reached out his hand to take my hand, and Derwood said, Bernice, I'd like you to meet U.S. Senator Jennings Randolph. And what always has been so um, so interesting to me is that, you know, when blind people are in public places, sighted people don't walk up and talk to you. You, It's hard for you to get a hold of people to try to talk with them. But he he was the kind of person that communicated so well with with the legislature and got... Senator Randolph came over to him and said, hi, Derwood. Yes, yes. Derwood had a few people that he gave nicknames to, and I was one of the few. You know, my last name is Kandarian. And when he met me early on, he uh, kept in touch with me, and he started calling me after a couple of years, Can Do Darian. And, and about three days before he died in 1994, September of 94, he left a voicemail on my machine. And it, it said, uh, uh, hey, Can Do, will you do, and then blah, blah, for me. I met Kathy at the uh, ACB National Convention in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1973. When Kathy was growing up at uh, School for the Blind in, in uh, St. Louis, um, you know, she she left, she married at the age of 16 and stayed in the school and, uh, and until they told anybody that they were married because that's when their son was coming along. <laughs> and she moved to California and joined the organization in um, uh, uh um, March of 1949, she came in October to California of 48. She'd gotten a guide dog, but she hadn't been in an organization, the organization, until um, uh, 49. Kathy met Durward early on, and you know when um, when they uh, were going to. Uh, well, they were having a lot of troubles. In California, had a split in 1959. And before the national split. Before the national split was in 61. And Kathy was unable to attend that split in 61 because her, her little son, Eric, was only six weeks old. But um, uh, Kathy was very heavily involved in the California split and what was going on on the national. And after the American Council uh, began in 61, uh, Durward wanted her to be on the board. So it was in 1965 that he got her elected to the board. First she said, no, 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 but he got her nominated and, and elected. And she served on the board of the American Council for 11 years. And that was in the early days of the organization. And she did a lot. She didn't say things in negative fashion. She always came across about what was involved and People would discuss amongst each other about it and make decisions. Um, she just had a very, very positive manner of, of uh, handling a board or handling a committee. Um, it, it, it was just uh, comfortable. And, and uh, she went through a lot of, of uh, hard times in her life, but, you know, even... Uh, not even several weeks before she died, she was still doing organizational stuff. 
she did that for over 70 years. Yeah, she was uh, she was a people person. In fact, I, what I was going to say is she uh, talked with she talked with Ken Jernigan uh, very close to his death. He called he called her and talked with her. They were friends when she was in the Federation, and she always could she always could maintain personal relationships even with people that that she didn't agree with about everything. I think she was everyone's grandmother or everyone's mother. She was just, she knew everything about everybody and she was concerned about everybody. And she, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we had such good organization when she was running it was that she went, she called people and she went to see the chapter meetings and she's just a, a ultimate people person. Dan. Good evening, ACB. I'm glad to join you this evening in an effort to present to you the 2020 class of DCAM first-timers. Each year, the Welcome back, everybody. What? Wow. You know, when you just hear what Derwood and Kathy did to help shape this organization, such an honor to see them now on the ACB Angels Wall. So thank you, Derwood. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you, presenters, for bringing their stories to life. Next, we're going to take an opportunity to recognize future and current leaders of the American Council of the Blind. We are so fortunate to have two outstanding programs to recognize leaders inside of our organization. The first one is the Derwood K. McDaniels Fund Committee under the leadership of Kenneth, Kenneth Simeon Sr. from Beaumont, Texas. And Kenneth leads the committee in such an outstanding way. They select both the ACB first timers each year which is special award for a first time convention goer on each side of the Mississippi River. In addition to that, we also have the JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Program. And those recognize five outstanding 
young and evolving leaders inside of our organization. Those winners are also selected by the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee. Right now, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce Kenneth and Eric Bridges, our executive director, to welcome the class of new leaders of the American Council of Blind from our first timers in JP Morgan Leader Fellows. Welcome, Kenneth and Eric. Which is her native language. She received a bachelor's degree in social work from Saginaw Valley State University, then entered Wayne State University where she earned a. Here we go. It's going to restart. So much for making it feel like it's live. ACB, I'm glad to join you this evening in an effort to present to you the 2020 class of DCAM first timers. Each year, the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee seeks to identify and honor two recipients, one from the east and one from the west of the Mississippi River. This year's recipients have met all requirements as published in the ACB Braille Forum. Each recipient must meet such requirements as being age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, member in good standing with ACB, and never have attended a national ACB conference and convention. Presenting the 2020 class of DKM first-timers. Marissa Musimek of Sterling Heights, Michigan is the 2020 DKM first-timer from the East. She speaks four languages, Bosnian, Croatian, German, and English. She is currently employed by Language Line Solutions, where she works as an interpreter for Bosnian language, which is her native language. She received a bachelor's degree in social work from Saginaw Valley State University, then entered Wayne State University, where she earned a master's degree in rehabilitation counseling. As a member of Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired, Marissa serves as chair of the Resolutions Committee, serves as secretary of the Mitten Phone Chapter, and wants to learn more to serve better. She volunteers with Bookshare as a proofreader and can validate books to be used for the Bookshare collection. Marissa has enjoyed working with the ACB Next Generation Social Committee by assisting in planning social events. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you our DCAM first-timer from the East, Marissa Misimic from Sterling Heights, Michigan. Good evening, um, fellow American Council of the Blind members. I'm honored to accept this award and to be a first-timer at this um, convention. I would like to thank everybody who has supported me on the journey to get this award. First, I would like to thank my affiliate president, Becky Koistra, who wrote a letter on my behalf. I would also like to thank the DKM First Timers Committee for interviewing me and um, giving me this award. And I would like to thank my family and, and everyone else in my community who has accepted me to be a volunteer and helped me to be able to participate in my activities. I would especially like to thank my parents and um, my friend Rose and uh, all my friends from my um, church community who have assisted with uh, um, help, who have assisted me to be able to participate in um, all of the activities. Um, it is an honor to be here and I look forward to uh, meeting to meeting everyone and each of you. 
and thank you again so much. Sarah Freeman Smith of Houston, Texas is the 2020 DKM first timer from the West. She's currently employed as a contract senior recruiter and a state credential employment services specialist and job coach. Her career spans over 25 years in human resources. She has worked for major corporations such as BP, GE Oil and Gas, and First Data. She is president of UR Gems Group Incorporated, a career coaching motivational speaking firm that specializes in assisting people with disabilities to fulfill their career goals. Sarah is an honors graduate from the University of Southern California, where she received a Bachelor of Arts degree in broadcast management and a master's degree from the University of Phoenix. In addition to her work, she actively serves on the Houston Council of the Blind as a board member and by planning and facilitating education events. She is a board member for ACB of Texas and gladly advocates for the rights of people with disabilities. Sarah is an employment commissioner on the Houston Commission for People with Disabilities and serves on the board of directors for several nonprofit organizations in the Houston area. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you our DCAM first-timer from the West, Sarah Freeman Smith of Houston, Texas. I would like to just take this uh, privilege to thank the entire ACB organization for this wonderful uh, blessing. I want to first of all thank all of the committee members of the DKM uh, selection committee for their dedication and commitment through the entire process in selecting me. I also would like to take this opportunity to thank my affiliate president, Peggy Garrett, for submitting my uh, letter of recommendation and also helping me to learn all about the wonderful opportunities that American Council of the Blind offers. And I would be remiss if I did not thank my fellow local chapter members of the Houston Council of the Blind for all of their encouragement and opportunities to learn and grow within the visually impaired and blind community. I am very honored and feel very, very blessed to get this prestigious DKM First Time Award. I'm looking forward to meeting and making and developing new friendships, unfortunately, not in person, but virtually, and looking forward to also just participating in all of the workshops, learning and being inspired and being able to take that back to my community and helping share all that I've learned with others. So once again, thanks again for this wonderful privilege and opportunity. And now I'd like to introduce to you, Eric Bridges, Executive Director of ACB. Thank you, Kenneth. I'm so pleased to be with you all once again to talk a little bit about a great corporate partner, J.P. Morgan Chase. This is the sixth year of ACB's J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows Program. This year will mark 28 fellows that will have been recognized by the organization for their contributions at the chapter as well as affiliate level. Thank you so much to JP Morgan for their support in helping the organization and allowing us to identify a pipeline of talent for future ACB leadership. It's been a wonderful partnership with JP Morgan. I'd like to thank the DKM committee 
uh, chaired by Kenneth Semyon, for all of their work in identifying these new leaders. Have a great convention. Back to you, Kenneth. Thanks, Eric. And now I join you again to present the 2020 class of ACB and JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Each recipient has met all requirements as published in the ACB Braille form. Those are being age 18 or older, being blind or visually impaired, and a member in good standing with ACB. And now the 2020 class of ACB and JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Presenting the 2020 class of ACB JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Regina Brink of Sacramento, California, received two BA degrees from California State University at Fullerton in Sociology and Ethnic Studies. After college, her work included employment as a counselor at Head Start and WIC. She also worked as a program coordinator for the Society for the Blind, as well as served as the chairperson for three years of the Parent Policy Council, an administrative council over the seven county Head Start programs in Sacramento. She was recently elected president of the local ACB Capital Chapter for the California Council of the Blind. Regina is currently a member of the Art Access Committee for the Crocker Museum and helped and developed their touch tours, where she offers disability awareness workshops for their docents. Regina has appeared in 10 productions at her local Sacramento Community Theater, including the Short Repertory Theater, Ovation Stage, and California Stage, she is currently working as a workshop facilitator for the local adult program for developmentally disabled actors and recently developed a theater direction with an all-blind cast. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you Regina Brink of Sacramento, California. First, I would like to say how humbled and honored I am to accept this fellowship award from J.P. Morgan Chase and the American Council of the Blind. I want to thank President Dan Spoon and Mr. Eric Bridges for their dedicated leadership, support of the vision loss community and their willingness to foster mentorship and the care of all council members. I would also like to thank the DKM committee for their hard work and dedication, especially Kenneth Sinmeen Sr. who has been thoughtful and passionate about the JP Morgan Chase recipients and the DKM first timers. He has been there for us at every step in this process with encouragement and consideration. I would also like to thank Jeff Tom who encouraged me to apply and Judy Wilkinson of California Council of the Blind, our president that wrote a letter on my behalf. Finally, I want to thank the ACP Capital Chapter of the California Council of the Blind, their support has assisted me in moving in a positive direction, advocating locally, statewide, and nationally for the independence and dignity of people who are blind or have low vision. I am blessed to have a talented group of people to work with. And through this experience with the DKM committee, I have discovered this is the case for most of the people in the American Council of the Blind. And so I look forward to expanding my role in this important mission of this wonderful organization and moving forward together for a bright future. Let's have a great convention. Saja Koirala of Honolulu, Hawaii, holds a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in social work, a certificate in women's studies, 
and a graduate certificate in disability studies. She is currently pursuing her PhD in communication and information sciences at the University of Hawaii. Her research interests include media accessibility and audio description. Saja has been working as a research assistant on the Unit Description Project since 2017 and has played an instrumental role in audio describing the brochures of over 100 national parks. She has been an active member of the Hawaii Association of the Blind for the past nine years, where she serves as the chairperson of the contact committee and regularly participates in area community activities coordinated by AHAB. She has worked as a student writer for her college's student publication and is a former radio talk show host. She has volunteered for the Center on Disability Studies at the University of Hawaii and in Helping Hands Hawaii. Saja also mentors younger individuals who are new to the organization, as well as actively participated in advocacy efforts in support of all people with disabilities. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Saja Kerala of Honolulu, Hawaii. Hi, everyone. I'm so thankful to be one of the recipients of the J.P. Morgan Chase Fellowship for this year. So I really want to uh, express my gratitude to the DKM committee for allowing me this privilege. And I also want to give a special shout out to our ACB president, Dan Spoon who made me aware of this opportunity and encouraged me to apply. So thank you, Dan, and thank you, everyone. I'm looking forward to this convention, and I love being a part of this great organization called the American Council of the Blind. Mahalo. Merrill Ann Shelton of Windsor Mill, Maryland, is an employee in the federal government, working with the Internal Revenue Service and the Social Security Administration. She speaks five languages, English, Spanish, French, Hebrew, and Yiddish, her degrees include a bachelor's in Spanish and French from Adelphi University and a master's in Spanish from Fordham University. She also studied accounting at St. John's University in Queens, New York. Muriel currently holds the office of vice president of the American Council of the Blind of Maryland, and she serves as chair of the membership committee for her chapter, Central Maryland Council of the Blind, along with recent services as chair of the legislative committee. Other service areas include serving on service project committee for the state of Maryland, serving as a Baltimore County election judge, assisting those who are blind, disabled, and elderly wanting to use the ballot marking device, and a member of the Consumer Advisory Committee. For accessible transportation, Mural's passion to make a positive difference and bring change was inspired by a conversation with Derwood K. McDaniel years ago when he told her that she had the potential to become a leader for ACB. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you Merrill Ann Schechter of Windsor Mill, Maryland. Good evening, everyone. My name is Merrill Schechter, and I am the Vice President of the American Council of the Blind of Maryland. I would like to thank the American Council of the Blind and the DKM Committee, as well as J.P. Morgan Chase for providing the funds. I am very humbled and excited to receive this prestigious J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow Award. I had the opportunity many years ago to meet Derwood K. McDaniel in person. And he told me that I had the potential of being a great leader for ACB. And he really inspired me to do a lot of things that I'm currently doing with membership and advocacy, um, as well as 
helping with getting speakers for our local meetings. I also would like to thank our members of the state of Maryland, all of the members of the state of Maryland for believing in me and encouraging me. In what I hope to gain from this is to be a better leader and to also be able to help others and empower others. Thank you very much. Connie Sims of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is a graduate of South Dakota School of Massage Therapy. She is a certified sports massage therapist, a certified lymphedemic technician, and a certified practitioner. Connie is currently serving her first term as president of South Dakota Association of the Blind and has worked to enhance affiliate operations by implementing policies such as new financial policy for effective services, budgeting practices, and transparency while holding the office of treasurer. She passed a conflict of interest and confidentiality policy. She is also in the process of developing and introducing guidelines to assure greater efficiency in regard to documentation. Connie has been an active member of the board of directors for the past five years, where she serves as chair on the publicity and legislative committee and is co-editor of the affiliates newsletter. She is treasurer of her local chapter in Sutland and served as president for two terms. Connie is a member of the ACB Transportation Committee and will be a facilitator and presenter during the transportation workshop in this year's convention. In regard to her community, Connie serves on the Jenison Advisory Committee under the Southeastern Council of Governance and the Sioux Falls Transportation Advisory Committee. ACB, I now present to you Connie Sims of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you, Kenneth. I'd like to thank J.P. Morgan Chase in conjunction with ACB for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award. I am very honored and humbled by receiving such an award. When I attended the legislative and presidential meetings in February, I met with a prior recipient winner. He encouraged me, along with leadership, to apply for this award. I would also like to thank my SDAB board for the support and acknowledgement and encouragement for this wonderful experience. I look back at my first conference and convention at ACB in 1984. Del Amon, a charter member of ACB, also encouraged and supported me to attend. With that experience, I have been a strong believer in the ACB and its work. I would also like to thank my husband, Seth, for the support and being my sounding board. Again, thank you to J.P. Morgan Chase for the funds that help us winners be able to participate in this wonderful, wonderful experience. Again, thank you to Kenneth Simeon, the DKM committee, along with Eric Bridges, Dan Spoon for selecting me for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. I also would wish to thank J.P. Morgan Chase for supporting ACB in all everything that they do. Hope everyone has a wonderful convention. Thank you. I would also like to thank my SDAB board for the support and acknowledgement and encouragement for this wonderful experience. I look back 
at my first conference and convention at ACB in 1984. Del Amon, a charter member of ACB, also encouraged and supported me to attend. With that experience, I have been a strong believer in the ACB and its work. I would also like to thank my husband, Seth, for the support and being my sounding board. Again, thank you to JP Morgan Chase for the funds that help us winners be able to participate in this wonderful, wonderful experience. Again, thank you to Kenneth Simeon, the DKM committee, along with Eric Bridges, Dan Spoon, for selecting me for the JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. I also wish to thank JP Morgan Chase for supporting ACB in all everything that they do. Hope everyone has a wonderful convention. Thank you. Wanda Denise Williford of Trenton, New Jersey, attended Temple University in Pennsylvania as an accounting major. She worked for New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Company for 24 years as a senior property casualty underwriter. She maintained insurance producer's license in that capacity. Wanda stepped up at a crucial time in her affiliate and is currently serving as the first term of the New Jersey Council of the Blind. She has taken the lead in planning, developing strategies to position the organization for growth and she has initiated a fundraising campaign to assure that their scholarship programs continues to thrive. She is also serving her first term as president of her local chapter and eagerly assists members in conceptualizing the benefits of technology and how it supports personal independence. Additionally, she is working to promote community awareness of her organization by creating ads for the local newspaper, along with planning the annual Summer Bash. Wanda recently became involved with advocating for equal access to the absentee ballot in her county through a provision of online voting support of voters who are blind and want the privilege to vote independently and privately. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you Wanda Denise Williford of Trenton, New Jersey. Good evening. I would like to thank BACB and J.P. Morgan Chase for this award. I am honored and humbled. I would also like to thank the entire New Jersey Council of the Blind and my local chapter, the Mercer County Association of the Blind. They are now my friends and family. Um, if not for them, I would not be here participating. They have encouraged me and they also have become um, my family and my support system. Um, with that being said, I would also like to thank Frank Schack, who is um, our prior president and our current uh, first vice president who wrote my letter of recommendation. Um, I have only been a member of ACB since March of 2018, and I was very, very surprised when I was asked to step up and take a leadership role because I lacked experience. Um, with that being said, that same lack of experience is the reason why I applied for the J.P. Morgan Leadership Award. There is so much for me to learn so that I can absorb all of this information and take it back to 
my friends and family. I look forward to participating in the workshops and webinars and sessions and hearing, you know, all of the new industry information. I would love to discuss new ideas and information with the fellow DKM awardees and fellow JP Morgan Chase awardees. Um, I look forward to your friendship, getting to know you all, and like I said, taking that information back to my community. Thank you very much. I would like to express appreciation to my committee for their time, energy, and dedication. Special thanks to Anthony Akamine of Hawaii, Marja Byers of Oregon, Todd Falstrom of Montana, Zelda Gebhardt of North Dakota, Betsy Grinovich of Georgia, Cindy LeBon of Maryland, Amanda Selm of Kentucky, Sharon Strzokowski of Massachusetts, Frank Ventura of Massachusetts, Staff Liaison Kelly Gask of Virginia, Officer Liaison David Trott of Alabama, Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you, Kenneth and Eric. What an outstanding group of new leaders and experienced leaders to our ACB organization. And special thanks to the DKM committee for all they do all year long to work and prepare for the application process and the selection of these wonderful current and future leaders inside of ACB. I believe we now have an opportunity to hear from our final life member, Art Capanella from Honolulu, Hawaii. Art, I hope you're there. We'd love to hear some thoughts from you, my friend. So hopefully Aloha. let's hear a few words from Art Capanella. Aloha everyone. Thank you for hunting me down and making this possible. I wanna also say thank you and aloha to Don Thompson and the HAB Ohana for recognizing me with this Life Award uh, recognition. And thank you to our president, Dan Spoon, for his kind words regarding my mother and I when we last met. It was a wonderful trip to spend with you and spend some time with you folks. It really was something that uh, both she and I will remember. As far as uh, this award is concerned, you know, I, I never thought this was something that I would receive. But then again, too, I would I was never thought that I would be president of our affiliate in Hawaii. So I guess um, it's all about you folks and you can guarantee that I will be there for you just as you know as much. So again, thank you for the honor. Thank you, Art, and thank you for such a special time in Honolulu, Honolulu Hawaii. Leslie and I will never forget the breakfast we had at Duke's right there on Waikiki Beach. And it makes me a big smile come to my face every time I hear Jimmy Buffett sing Duke's on Sunday. Say hi to your mom and congratulations. Next, we're gonna have an opportunity to just for a minute hear back from Rachel Schroeder, who was our hospitality uh, committee chair for the host committee hospitality host committee chair full of hospitality but our host committee chair from illinois when we were going to have the convention in schaumburg so i wanted rachel to come on and just say a few words about uh, the opportunity to host the 2023 convention again in schaumburg thank you rachel sure just because uh, just like we had a, a dress rehearsal so to speak for schaumburg 
uh, we were thinking it was going to happen this year. I got a dress rehearsal for my remarks, I guess. So it's just part of the course, I guess. But uh, we are so looking forward to inviting all of you to Schomburg in 2023. So everything that you were hoping to do this year, uh, never fear in just a few short years, as Janet will tell you, uh, it's going to happen again. And, and uh, ICB is right ready to be the host affiliate again. And um, we will welcome ACB with as much fanfare as as we can do and you know maybe we'll have to double it since we weren't here this year so again I hope everybody has an awesome convention I am got all kinds of energy to work for ACB and ICB and uh, I'll be right there with you guys in 2023 thanks thank you Rachel and look forward to being in Schaumburg in 2023 all right. Garrett's popcorn, baby. <laughs> there you go. Looking forward to some of that popcorn. Next, it's time for our 2020 ACB roll call. This roll call would normally be introduced by our ACB secretary, Denise Colley. I know many of you have heard, but unfortunately, Denise's longtime husband of 39 years, Burl Colley, just passed away last Sunday. So Denise does not have the opportunity to be with us this evening, but she's, she actually had a chance on Sunday to participate in the scholarship reception, and, excuse me, on Saturday in the scholarship reception, and she sounded good, and she gives everybody her best, and she says she'll be back with us on Wednesday uh, for her general session presentation as the officer of the day. But Denise, I want to tell you that we're all sad about Burl. He was a friend, a colleague. Him and Michael Garrett helped Sarah and myself and John McCann through all the steps when we first ran for the board in 2012. And they were the seasoned veterans who were running for their second term. Burl was always a man that met you with friendship, caring, honesty, and integrity. If I ever knew an individual that lived up to the core values of the American Council of the Blind, it's Burl Colley. Burl will miss you. Denise, we look forward to hearing from you on Wednesday. And I have the honor today to welcome everybody to the 2020 ACB Roll Call. You will hear from all 68 state affiliate and special interest affiliates. Enjoy the Roll Call. Go ACB. The ACB logo appears before the U.S. Capitol Dome at night. We then zoom into the Statue of Liberty with the sun setting behind it. Waves crash on a beach with the sunrise in the distance. We then dissolve to a scene of the Rocky Mountains sprawling out in front of us, before fading into an image of the rolling hills of northern Alabama. A circle appears with the state of Alabama in the middle. It reads, The Great State Seal of Alabama. State flags fade in and out of the screen as each individual speaks. Hello! And welcome. My name is Michael Talley. I'm the president of the Alabama Council of the Blind. I'd like to thank you for joining us. I know this year is different, but I'm very excited about the leadership and the direction that the American Council of the Blind has taken. I would like to invite you to participate in as many uh, calls as possible and just know that we are here advocating for you, working for you, and the American Council of the Blind is very active, and we just appreciate your participation. Thank you so much, and I look forward to get working with you for many years in the future.
This is Rita Reese Whiting, president of the Arkansas Council of the Blind, uh, sending you greetings from the natural state, home of Eureka Springs, Hot Springs, the U.S. Marshalls Museum, Crystal Bridges Museum of Art, and the home of the world headquarters of Walmart, Tyson Foods, J.B. Hunt Trucking, and of course, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo, pig suey. Hello, this is John McCann, president of the Arizona Council of the Blind home of the Grand Canyon, the Valley of the Sun, and the wonderful city of Tucson nestled beneath the Santa Catalina Mountains. I know we'll be conducting our convention virtually this year, but rest assured that the Arizona Council of the Blind is looking forward to having you meet in person one year hence in Phoenix in 2021. This is Gabe Griffith. I am the newly elected president of the California Council of the Blind. And uh, I guess a fun fact or fun thing about California, we have so many sports teams to choose from. But uh, being in Northern California, I would normally say go Warriors. But uh, this year, we were hoping for a good draft pick and come back next year. Hi, this is Keisha Mason, president of the Colorado Council of the Blind. I'm visually impaired. Recording as the affiliate roll call from the Rocky Mountain uh, State of Colorado. Um, with the Broncos running, the sports team, go up. We haven't really done a lot due to the coronavirus, as many of our members are at high risk at this time. We have 15 paid members, hope to grow in the fall when things become more normalized. Hello, this is Andrea Judici, president of the Connecticut Affiliate. I want to first extend greetings from our wonderful little state here in New England. It's been an exciting year for us. We have officially changed our name from CTCB, which is the Connecticut Council of the Blind, to ACB of Connecticut. And that's been an exciting change for us. And it will also involve a logo change. That's really a really big challenge that as a president, I have wanted to take on and have been able to accomplish in my presidency. We also have a bumper crop for us of members, maybe small to some people's way of thinking, but for us, it's rather robust. And we have also produced appreciation, certificates of appreciation that we're going to be able to give out as a body to businesses and other people and services that provide um, excellent service just to, to support the community and also to get our name out there. To give you a little bit of information about the state, I wasn't sure what other people would be sharing, but I wanted to tell you that our state flower is the mountain laurel. Our state bird is the American robin. Did you know that there's a state fish? It's the American shad. There's also a state animal, which is the sperm whale. However, Mr. A, my guide dog, feels that was a misprint. We have a state mineral, which is the garnet. All these things I had no idea. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout out to a team that I am very proud of here in the state of Connecticut that some people may not know about, which is uh, a blind hockey team called the Hartford Brailers. And they are exciting hockey team that's here trying to get the trend and the, and the fad for hockey played by people who are blind and visually impaired to become a nationwide, um, pastime and it's very cool and if you ever get the chance to go to a game or practice i highly suggest it have a great convention and again hello from connecticut hello i'm freddie pico and i'm the president of the dc affiliate 
we are pretty small now. We're looking for members. We're trying to grow. Um, we meet every other month, but I think we're going back now to meeting every month. Hi, I'm Deb Trevino. I'm president of the First State Delaware Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. We are excited to be part of this virtual convention and doing something different this year. We are known as the first state, as I mentioned. We are also the state with the peach blossom as our flower. We'd like to hope that you all have a wonderful convention and may you be blessed. Good evening, everybody. This is Sheila Young and I am the proud president of the Florida Council of the Blind. Um, one great thing I'd like to say is the Florida Council just successfully um, did their first virtual ever state convention, and we all feel it was a great success. So we just want to shout out to everybody that participated and listened. It was awesome. We are very also proud to donate $500 to ACB Radio, $500 to ACB. $100 into $50 cash prizes and $250 to Braille Forum tickets. And we also donated to the ACB auction. So thank you so much and enjoy your convention. Hi, it's Alice Richard from the Georgia Council of the Blind. We're happy to be part of this history-making event. We want you to know this is the state known as the peach tree state, but what I'll bet you didn't know is actually South Carolina produces more peaches than we do. Go Braves and go ACB. Hello, Madam Secretary and ACB. I am Art Cabanilla, president of the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Fun fact, we are often known as the Aloha State. Some say we are the melting pot of the Pacific. So if ever you want to come to Hawaii, please do. Hawaii would also like at this time to donate $2,000 to the ACB General Fund, $2,000 to the ACB Radio, $500 to the ACB Forum, and $500 to the ACB students. Hello, ACB. I'm Rachel Schroeder, president of the Illinois Council of the Blind, bringing you greetings from the home of the 2019 NCAA Division III football champion, North College Central Cardinals from Naperville, Illinois. And I had hoped BC, that is before COVID, that uh, we were going to be able to welcome you in person to our fair state. But since that can't happen this year, we'll just hope for that in the near future. Meanwhile, I bring you greetings from my affiliate, Illinois Council of the Blind, from my home in Springfield, Illinois. And I have someone else here who also has a message for you. Hi, I'm Delaney. I hope you guys are staying well. Where are you from? I'm from Springfield, Illinois. All right. Good evening. This is Barbara Salisbury, president of ACB Indiana and I bring you greetings from back home in Indiana. We will be donating $100 to the James Olson Scholarship Fund and $150 Amazon certificate to the auction. We are planning our 
joint convention with ACB Ohio this year for November 6th through the 8th. Indiana will be hosting this year, and the convention will be held in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Hilton Garden in downtown Bloomington, right on the square, where there is lots of shopping, restaurants, and, of course, college town pubs. The convention promises to be very engaging and fun for all. Our convention will be held this year, November 6th through the 8th, again, in Bloomington, Indiana, and... Happy summer, everyone, from ACB, Indiana. Hi, this is Carrie Chapman from the Iowa Council of the United Blind. I am the state president. Currently, uh, we are working on accessible absentee ballots in our state. We are home to the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Iowa State Cyclones, and ICUB is excited to participate in ACB's virtual conference and convention. Hi, everyone. My name is Ann Byington. I'm president of the Kansas Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Kansas is the partial home of the uh, most recent Super Bowl winners, the Kansas City Chiefs. And even though their stadium is in Missouri, they do say Kansas in their name. So we claim them as well. Um, our affiliate is probably more importantly celebrating our 100th anniversary this year. And we had plans to do a lot of video um, taping or videography things to put on our website. And we started that at our convention last year. We had about 12 people talk about their jobs and different uh, discrimination experiences they were having or had have because we met at the Brown versus Board of Education facility in Topeka, the National Park. Um, I'm not sure how we're gonna celebrate our anniversary this year because of the COVID-19 things, but they'll think of something. So thank you very much and Hope to talk to more of you later. Good evening. My name is Debbie Detheridge, President of Kentucky Council of the Blind, home of Abraham Lincoln, also home to the Kentucky Derby. We anticipate 75 to 100 members registering for this convention. We are proud to support the walk with the Kentucky Eracers, the Braille Forum, and the auction. We look forward to the first ever virtual convention. Hi, this is Judy Potter, Bluegrass Council of the Blind, Lexington, Kentucky. Want to give a shout out to everybody. This is going to be a, a great experience. I know it's a, a virtual convention. Go Wildcats. This is Leola Campbell, President of Louisiana Council of the Blind. I'm calling from Louisiana, Louisiana Council of the Blind from the great state of Louisiana, the home of the number one national team, LSU. And of course, the Houdet Nation, New Orleans Saints. And we are so sorry that I brought, I bring greetings from LCB. We just so sorry we can't be together this year, but we pray that we can, we can be together next year. And LCB would like to do their annual donation. We would like to donate $500 to the Braille Farm and $500 to the General Farm. And I hope that you all be careful and be safe, and God bless you all. Hi, my name is Sherry Belka. I'm honored to be the president from the state of Maine. And if you've never been to Maine, it's a beautiful state with lots of hiking and camping and waterways. Uh, we produce 
90% of the lobster that you see in the United States. And we are the single biggest producer of blueberries. This is Joanne Cusick from the ACB of Maryland president. Go Orioles and go Ravens. Sorry we can't be together uh, this year, but this virtual convention should be really interesting. We wanted to say that um, to welcome everyone and um, we'll get through this COVID-19 thing together. I'd rather it be over sooner rather than later, but you know, we'll get there. Hello, my name is Brian Charlson. I'm president of the Bay State Council of the Blind, the Massachusetts affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We have a membership of 213 in six chapters, one of which is Guide Dog Users of Massachusetts, another Bay State Council of the Blind students. We're proud to be a part of the 2020 virtual American Council of Blind conference and convention. Best wishes to all in attendance. Hi, this is Rebecca Koyster, president of the Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. And a lot of people know Michigan by two of its famous nicknames, the Wolverine State and the Mitten State. But one of its lesser known nicknames is the Water Wonderland State because of its more than 11,000 inland lakes and the four great lakes that border it. And we are very much looking forward to seeing how the virtual convention goes this year. Okay, greetings from the state of Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. Hello, I am Marion Hasselrood, president of ACB of Minnesota. We would like to donate $1,000 to the James R. Memorial Scholarship Fund. Ralph Smitherman, president of the Mississippi Council of the Blind, with our motto being Improving Today for Tomorrow, we are pleased to participate in the 2020 ACB conference and convention. I'm Naomi Sewell, president of the Missouri Council of the Blind. We're happy to be a part of this first virtual convention. We have 16 affiliates and we also have some special interest affiliates, including low vision, guide dog users, assistive technology. We're home of the Stanley Cup. We're home of Ted Drew's frozen custard, the best frozen custard in the world. The best flavor is the Cardinal Sin, hot fudge and cookie dough. This is John Pitts, Pokemon and the Blind and Low Vision Council, checking in and welcoming you to the 2020 ACB National Convention. This is Jim Urock, ACB Nebraska. Uh, we all know the N in Nebraska stands for knowledge. Um, also, I'd like to point out that Nebraska is also home of the 2020 first round NCAA double uh, NC2A basketball tournament. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not this year. Uh, home of the Warren Buffett Berkshire Hathaway Conference. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not this year either. Home of the College World Series. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not this year either. The Swim Trial Olympics as well. Uh, actually, that's next year. But we are definitely home of the 2022 ACB conference and convention. Hi, this is Bill Powers, the president of the Nevada Council of the Blind. We are uh, 
in hot weather right now, and uh, all the silver in the state is melting, but, you know, we're going to survive this pandemic anyway, and uh, we're just looking forward to um, what comes next. It's got to be better than what we've been going through the last couple of months. Hi, I am Wanda Williford from Trenton, New Jersey, president of the New Jersey Council of the Blind. New Jersey is the garden state. We not only grow the best corn and tomatoes in the country, we also grow great people. Native sons and daughters include astronaut Buzz Aldrin, actress Merle Street, basketball great Shaquille O'Neal, and the boss Bruce Springsteen. Oh, and of course me. We are all Jersey grown, Jersey proud, and Jersey strong. I am very excited to participate in this year's convention, and thank you. Hello, this is Joe Sorensen from the ACB of New Mexico. Welcome from the Sunshine State. This is where the sun shines 310 days out of the year. From New Mexico, and also Ellen Nolan Sorensen, president, and most of our chapter activities come from the La Cruces Amagoro area. So welcome from New Mexico. Let's hear it. Hi, I'm Karen Blackowitz, and I'm president of the American Council of the Blind of New York. This year, celebrating 50 years of advocacy, working hard to ensure the rights of blind, blind, deaf um, across the state. Um, we are proud of our efforts in pedestrian safety, uh, legislative issues. Currently, we're working on um, accessible voting in New York. Yay. Um, hopefully, we'll be the 14th state to have accessible voting through absentee. Um, I guess a shout-out to some of our sports teams. New York has a lot of them, so here we go. We have the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, and, of course, my favorite, the home of the Buffalo Bills. This is Chris Bell. I am president of the North Carolina affiliate of ACB, and I'm so happy that we are Zooming this convention. Hello, ACB. This is Zelda Gebhardt president of the North Dakota Association of the Blind. The NDAB has been proudly promoting independence for the blind and visually impaired for 84 years. In support of ACB Braille Forum, we happily donate the sum of $500 and provide two $25 cash door prizes and an item for the ACB Easy Chair Auction. We're proud of the North Dakota State University Bison, the current NCAA Division I FCS champion. NDSU is the only college football program to ever win five consecutive NCAA national championships and holds the record for the most FCS titles with eight. North Dakota. Where the bison used to roam, and now they rule. Hello, this is Jill Noble, ACB of Ohio president, and I come to you from the Buckeye State, of course. Uh, we won't be requesting any chairs, of course. We'll be relaxing in our own recliners and uh, listening to ACB virtually. However, thank you to everyone 
who has contributed all their knowledge and work to make this convention possible. ACB of Ohio would like to donate $1,000 to ACB National, and we thank you again uh, for all the hard work that you are doing. And last but not least, go Buckeyes. Well, hello, ACB. I am Vicki Golightly. I'm president of the Oklahoma Council of the Blind. And at this convention, though we are separated by distance, we are together for one purpose, and that is making a difference in, in the lives of blind Americans. You know, Oklahoma has two fantastic football teams, OU and OSU, and some people say that we are house divided, but actually in the heartland of our beautiful country, we are united to promote the goals and purposes of the American Council of the Blind. We have two newsletters, we have five chapters, and hundreds of members, and we are about uniting together. Please help me also remember a longtime ACB member, Joe Fallon, who passed away a month ago, and he was a longtime ACB member and also a disability advocate and a multi-term president in the Oklahoma Council of the Blind. So let's Zoom ahead or phone in for the best convention ever in this new virtual world. Hi, this is Carrie Muth from the beautiful coast of Oregon. ACB of Oregon is being very active. In 2019, we got an accessible prescription labeling bill passed in our state. And Oregon has beautiful areas, especially along the coast and the mountains. People love to go snow skiing and enjoy camping during the good weather. We are the home of the University of Oregon Ducks. So all you duck fans out there, you can always come to Oregon and check it out. Hello all, this is Chris Hunsinger from Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, PCB. We're from the Keystone State. Unfortunately, none of our teams are doing well enough for us to brag on them. Uh, however, the Penguins might've done well enough had the season been able to finish. I hope that everybody has a physically safe conference and a physically, fiscally unsafe conference. Spend that money. Save this country. See ya. This is Connie Sims, the president of South Dakota Association of the Blind here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are excited to be able to attend the convention virtually. I think it will be a wonderful experience. And something fun about South Dakota that I don't know if any other affiliate has is that we have a mascot. And it is a traveling bear. We obtained him, I'd say mid 2000s, and he is auctioned off every convention. And he has to write a story about his experience, whoever he lives with for the two years. So he gets to talk about the places he travels, the education he helps explain and do. So it is a fun experience and a great way for us to know what our members are doing and we also like to acknowledge that we are proud to donate black hills gold again to the acb convention hello i'm Jeannie johnson from the tennessee council of the blind 
We currently have four chapters in our state, and we hope to grow our affiliate a lot more. Of course, right now we're kind of on a hold position because of COVID-19. We hope all of you are safe wherever you are and that you are able to remain well. We are going to donate $100 to the Brenda Dillon Walk, $100 to the D.K. McDaniel, and $100 to the Braille Forum. I almost forgot where I needed to go there. But uh, stay safe, stay well, and hopefully we'll see everyone in 2021 and we'll be able to give real hugs. Hi, this is Peggy Garrett president of the American Council of the Blind of Texas. And while we are disappointed that COVID-19 has put us in a position where we can't meet face-to-face, we are so happy that we are a part of this history-making virtual convention. We would like to make a $250 donation to the American Council of the Blind's general fund. And we'd like to shout out to our ACB family to just say that we are praying for you all, that you stay safe, stay healthy, we'll get through this together, and we look forward to meeting you next year in Arizona. This is Tina Terry, uh, president of the Utah Council of the Blind. We have been a council since 1972, and uh, we are just happy to join the, be with the ACB. The council has programs like the teacher trainer program where we actually go out as teams to work with with people in their homes and also uh, just on independence issues, as well as things like our Uber program, which has been a hit around here in the last year, where we offer discount gift cards for Uber. Um, so we help with transportation. So it's been a great, we've had a great year. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Richmond from the Vermont Council of the Blind. Welcome from the Green Mountain State to the offices, board, and affiliate members. Uh, we here uh, in Vermont, of course, have lots of maple syrup and lots of dairy products. Where at one point we had more cows than people. That's not the case now. Anyway, the Vermont Council has dedicated itself to recreational activities for those people with vision loss here in Vermont. And we offer a number of uh, activities that are helpful. Uh, that each month, we offer a one-month activity uh, for people to get out of their house and do something recreationally. We offer an annual trip uh, to, uh, to nearby New England, New York, and uh, Canada. Uh, it's generally a three- to four-day trip. We also offer a book club. We offer a movie club. And uh, we offer five to seven various uh, on-stage productions that are audio described. All our movie theaters have audio description, and we're uh, certainly uh, very much interested in getting people not isolated and getting them out of their house and doing things. As we say, what happens after uh, rehabilitation? That's us. Let's keep active and let's keep involved. Uh, one of our projects that we're concerned about is making sure that the various drugstores, both chains and otherwise, make sure that prescriptions uh, are accessible to those folks who can't see what it says on the labels. So that's one of our big projects for the next year that we're going to be trying to do. So that's us here in Vermont, and have a great uh, convention. And Mike Richmond, Vermont Council of the Blind.
Hello, ACB. This is Sam Yale, president of ACB of Virginia. We're very disappointed that we can't join you in person in the area where I grew up, the Chicago area in Illinois, but we are excited to be joining you virtually. And we're glad that the internet is here to keep us all connected, which is why it's more important than ever now that technology be accessible to the blind and visually impaired. The ACB of Virginia comprises mostly individuals in the Northern Virginia region, so we're very much looking forward to those in the rest of the Commonwealth joining us. For more information, please visit our website at www.acbva.org, and we look forward to speaking with you online. Hi, everyone. This is Julie Brannon from Washington State. The name of our affiliate is Washington Council of the Blind, and we are a fairly large affiliate. As of 2020, we have 402 members. 32 of those members are members at large, and we're working on developing a member at large component to our membership. We're very committee driven. We have 15 very exciting committees, and they work very hard. We also have an excellent quarterly publication called The Newsline. I personally think it should win every award in the book, but that could be a bit biased. If you have a chance to look at it, though, go to our website at www.wcbinfo.org. And I would say our Washington claim to fame came in 2014 when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Good evening, ACB family and friends. I am Donna Brown, president of the Mountain State Council of the Blind. I bring you greetings from wild, wonderful West Virginia, land of the Mountain State Council of the Blind. Our highlight for 2020 so far is that we were instrumental in the passage of Senate Bill 94, which ensures that accessible absentee ballots will be available for all West Virginia voters with disabilities. We have made our annual donations to the ACB Braille Forum, the Beatty Contest, and the Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, we have donated a West Virginia goodies package to the auction. Recently, we were honored to contribute to the efforts in making Derwood K. McDaniel an ACB angel. Derwood played a huge part in organizing West Virginia 40 years ago. We wish everyone a wonderful convention, stay healthy and safe, and may your path to the future be bright. I am Doreen Lundgren from the American Council of the Blind, Wisconsin. I'm the president. We just have one chapter right now. Uh, one great, one fun fact about Wisconsin is uh, the first Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-E, was made here with ice cream and chocolate syrup getting away from blue laws, which meant that there couldn't be alcohol on Sundays. And let's see, our sports team, go Bucks! This is Tabitha Brecky. I'm the president of the American Association of Blind Teachers, otherwise known as AABT. We are educators from all subject areas who teach everything from preschool to um, college students. So we have programming throughout the year um, that helps us build a vibrant community through phone workshops and teachers' lounges. And so we invite you to join us at our convention activities. We have an exciting um, set of programs, especially if you've been teaching or learning online. So we, we definitely try to be current and relevant with the topics. And we're grateful to those who have donated to our walk team, A Touch of Class, or 
um, would like to invite you to join us in that effort. Hi, I'm Steve Mendelson, president of AVIA, the American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys, ACB's Lawyers Affiliate. We're very excited about the three presentations that we're going to be uh, sharing at this conference. The first is our annual Supreme Court review given by Professor Bill Pyatt. It's a very nuanced uh, and incisive review of all the Supreme Court has done this year, and it may be of interest to many of us, uh, lawyer or non-lawyer alike. We're also having a very interesting presentation uh, on accessibility issues in, in administrative hearings. As many, maybe most of you know, uh, most cases that go to court never eventuate in trials. They get resolved at the pretrial station, either through uh, what's called motion practice uh, or through various kinds of pretrial uh, evidentiary uh, and procedural hearings. So we're going to be hearing from one of our uh, members about some of the issues that blind and visually impaired attorneys encounter in those hearings. And then we're very excited about a joint presentation that we're going to be doing with RSVA, the Randolph Shepard Vendors Association, uh, Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, talking about legal and economic issues and the present and future of the Randolph Shepard program, which I know is something that many of us care a great deal about. So we hope that you'll be able to join us for one or all of these sessions. I'm also very pleased to say that we're going to be supporting the ACB auction in what I think is a unique way. We're uh, donating uh, two of an exciting new device, which is a essentially a new Braille input mode for the iPhone, uh, and we're going to be donating two gift cards from uh, Goddess and Gadgets, uh, and uh, that is something which will allow the winners of uh, or the people who uh, bid for those cards and win those cards uh, to have the opportunity to get some very interesting uh, devices that are particularly used to our community and moreover to to uh, buy them uh, from a company that is a member of our community and therefore to be supporting our community at the same time. So we thank you very much and we look forward to talking to you and hearing from you all uh, at the convention. Hi everyone, this is Jeff Tom. I am the president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. Hope everybody is staying safe and well. Senior issues have risen to the top, obviously, during this pandemic, and this is your affiliate to discuss those issues and to make a difference in those issues, and we have a chance to do that. AAVL has doubled its membership in the last two years, and we intend to keep uh, working hard to increase that membership, and most importantly, to make us that is blind seniors, relevant and have a real place at the table. We're a member of the Vision Serve Alliance and we're doing other things to make that happen. And we encourage you to be part of our Monday uh, morning slash afternoon meeting that starts at 1.30 Eastern Time. And we'd love to have you there. Thank you very much. A big welcome to the American Council of the Blind from ACB, Diabetics in Action. I'm Chris Gray acting president and we want to have you come hear our program activities we're doing a virtual happy hour at 6 p.m. Sunday and then at 1:30 on Tuesday afternoon we have a food for thought seminar and a living with diabetes seminar we're here for anybody who has diabetes themselves their family and friends we provide support information and we're working with ACB on its advocacy to make equipment for people with diabetes more accessible. Come join us, and thank you all for being here. This is Carla Rushevel, president of ACB Families. 
Well, we're disappointed that we can't be in Schaumburg this year. We're really excited to be part of this first ever ACB virtual conference and convention. ACB Families is a growing, active, welcoming ACB special interest affiliate. We're hosting five events during this virtual convention, and everyone who registers for ACB Families is going to be eligible to win some fabulous door prizes. Families meets by conference call on the first Sunday, a support group, and the third Sunday, a business meeting of each month. Come be part of the action and get in on the fun. Find out more about us by emailing all ACB families at gmail.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Renee Zalikson, and I'm president of the Government Employees Division. And what we are planning for is in October to have an educational webinar in how to use the USAJobs.gov site. Um, and we want, to, we want to help people find government jobs uh, because they are out there. We do have um, an email list, which we would like to see uh, more active, and we meet once a month. And this is for anybody that's, whether you're a federal employee, want to be a federal employee, state employee, local, county, we want to help promote jobs and um, help you write a resume. We're going to plan to do this. It will be four Saturdays in October, and we hope to have more information about that soon. This is going to be a free service that we want to provide people, uh, whether you're a member of government employees or you're not a member of government employees. They can email me at rmzeli at gmail.com. And we'll uh, get in touch with um, with them. We are ACB Lions, the affiliate that roars. And if you are a lion and interested in joining other blind lions, or you're interested in lions but maybe not a member of a club now and interested, you're welcome to join us. So please join ACB Lions. We are having a roaring good time. I am Ray Campbell. Vice President of ACB Lions, the Roaring Affiliate. Greetings, everyone. I'm Harvey Hagee, President of the American Council of the Blind Radio Amateurs Affiliate, or ACRA, as we're commonly known. We focus on amateur radio, or ham radio, as it's commonly called, and we would like to have anyone who is interested in the hobby or who is a licensed radio amateur join us. If you'd like to find out more about us, join us at our meeting Thursday, this Thursday afternoon from 1.30 to 2.45. Dues are $10 a year, and if you'd like more information, we can supply that. Hello, ACB. This is Min Ha, president of ACB Students. I'm really excited to be joining you for this year's virtual convention. We here at ACB Students are, of course, disappointed that we can't spend convention with you in person and see our old friends and meet new ones, but we have a really great slate of events planned. And this year, we're very focused on collaboration. We have our welcome party with ACB Next Generation and our Google Suite seminar with ACB Next Generation and BPI and a couple of other events with GDUI and IV, so I hope that you will be able to make it to one or all of them because I think you'll really enjoy 
our fun and informative events. And if you want to learn more about us, we are on Facebook and Twitter at ACB Students, and our website is acbstudents.org. Thank you, and I hope I get to see many of you in Phoenix next year. Greetings. This is Richard Villa from Line Information Technology Specialist Bits, and we're glad to be with you this year. Hopefully that you might consider visiting some of our sessions. We wish you a physically safe convention and a virtual learning experience. And we'd like 10 virtual chairs. Hi, ACB. Uh, this is Gabriel Lopez Cafari, president of Blind LGBT Pride International, BPI. We're happy and proud to be on this first virtual convention, Path to the Future. Um, BPI is celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, since we became a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We, as always, have a great presence at convention and we're looking forward to everyone's participation. Drop into one of our events, um, join us, and as always, learn, mingle, have fun. And uh, thanks to Janet and ACB for always allowing us this space to mingle and connect and have fun. Hi, this is Paul Edwards, president of the Braille Revival League. Thank you so much for having this convention. Even though we're not together in person, it is lovely that we're able to join each other in an appropriate way. And remember that uh, members of the Braille Revival League feel better, feel better, feel better, feel better. Hello, I am Sarah Conrad, president of the great ACB special interest affiliate, Council of Citizens with Low Vision International known as CCLBI, where our vision may be low, but our spirits are high. I am honored to announce our participation in this year's virtual convention. I am also proud to present this larger-than-life large print check, following our large print guidelines, of course, in the amount of $100 to our outstanding parent organization, the American Council of the Blind. I hope everyone has a wonderful convention experience. We won't need any chairs this year, but join us from your comfy couch. We hope to see you at our affiliate events. Be safe, be well, and be you. Thank you. Hello, this is Mike Mandel, president of Friends in Art, and we're delighted to be here for the virtual convention, and we invite you all to check us out, friendsinart.com, Attend our showcase, our writer's workshop, and other events that we have for you. The whole thing is about Lynn. What we're giving to the auction is a, a romantic package uh, in memory of Lynn Heddle. It's wine and chocolate oh. and a $50 gift certificate uh, to a restaurant. Hi, I'm Penny Reader. I'm the president of Guide Dog Users Incorporated. If you have a guide dog or you're thinking of getting a guide dog or you want to know more about guide dogs, we're the affiliate you need to come and see. In connection with the ACB's virtual convention, we're holding our own virtual convention. We have some fabulous uh, speakers 
and uh, we have a wonderful raffle. And uh, Andrea Judici is our convention chair again, and you all know how much fun she is. So we hope you will join us, and we're very pleased to be part of ACB's convention. Thank you. This is Judy Wilkinson, president of the Library Users of America. We are proud to be sponsors at a pearl level, and usually we sponsor the narrator. But you can join us to meet the narrator, Aaron Jones, Wednesday the 8th after general session during the Lewis session. Also, you'll have a chance to speak with Karen Kenninger after her presentation at the convention. Join Lua anytime during any of our sessions, and we look forward to having you, and we're delighted to be here. Hi out there, ACV. This is Amanda Sound, president of ACB Next Generation. We are so excited and we are so thrilled to be a part of the ACB family as we became an affiliate on 2-20-2020. How cool is that? As the ACB voted us in as an affiliate at the DC leadership meetings. We love you all and we encourage everyone to be a part of our affiliate. Whether you are 40 and under or you are young at heart, we welcome you to be a part of our affiliate. And we love everyone and we just hope you all have an excellent convention and stay safe and healthy during this pandemic. RSVA, Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, is an affiliate of vendors of the Randolph Shepard Vendors Program. This affiliate has food service managers from all over the country, and we'd love to see you join us. We also encourage other participants of people that are just interested in seeing a good employment program move forward. I'm Artis Bazin, the second vice president of RSVA. I'm David Dallin, and I represent Viva. If you'd like more information about membership in Viva, we have a new email address, veteransofacb at gmail.com. The ACB logo appears in front of a waving flag of the United States. Wow, that was absolutely sensational. A roll call of all 68 of our affiliates. It's so glad to hear everybody's voice. It brought a smile to my face. Again, I want to thank everybody for being here for this first ever virtual convention, A Pathway to the Future. I have to give a special shout out to my parents, Pat and Bill Spoon, young at 88 who are listening on ACB radio tonight. Hopefully they're still awake. And also to my lovely wife, Leslie, and my sister, Kathy, who both helped a lot with the presentations this evening. I also have to give a special shout out to Rick Morin, to Tony Stevens, to Jeff Bishop, Debbie Hazelton, Jason Castanguay, and Deb Cook-Lewis, and all the ACB radio folks, Katie Frederick, Carla Rushable, everybody, Janet Dickelman, what an outstanding job. Thank you all. We had a little glitch here and there, but we're ACB. We meet the challenge. We have tenacity. We have initiative, and we get the job done. Thank you all so much. And this 59th ACB annual conference and convention stands in recess till tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Thank you, and have a great night.